Happened to find that one this morning. I love it. And we have so much stuff in the wine cellar today. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin, Luigi Curto in the house. Yo. And we have, uh, seriously, we may have to go six hours, maybe seven or eight hours today. You go ready for going to distance, Luigi? I'm feeling good, man. There's all kinds of breaking news. First of all, I got to give a update I, I put it on twitter and i'm not yes. bragging i'm trying to inspire people on this show that's what we do mm-hmm. so the keto diet i got on the scale this morning louise when i woke up guess Correct. what i am down we're now 10 days in down to 209.2 which is down not 10 pounds 10 pounds oh, wow okay in just over 10 days ladies and gentlemen how do you feel, do you feel i feel good man you feel i feel lighter? great in fact i'm gonna write a book and then pat croce will write it with me and then they'll see i'll be great part two electric boogaloo mm-hmm no, I feel really good. I mean, you know, not having our pasta. Although we had, did have our pasta. We had the fake pasta the other night. As we like to call it, the jit, jit pasta. pasta. Jit Technically, pasta. they're miracle noodles, yes. but they have a certain smell to them before you wash them. You're supposed to, yeah, like, disgusting. you're supposed yeah, to wash them. They're sitting in a bag of, of liquid. Why don't you do, like, the zucchini or something like that? We yeah, do we, that. We, we, we do we that as well. That. We're doing the but, rice cauliflower. But the, uh, like I said, we call it jit pasta. <laughs> yeah, There's a certain pasta. look to it. There's a certain smell we to it. We used to buy it all the time. I mean, we buy a case of it in California, mm-hmm. and they're like little bags. And they got gelatin and stuff, but you rinse them out. Because remember, most pasta doesn't have any flavor when you buy it. So, and the good thing about the keto diet is you can add fresh tomatoes, fresh basil, you know, and it tastes like you're eating pasta, except there's no sugar and no carbs in it. Right. So Robin did that the other night with some scallops and some scrimps. Mm-hmm. What else did you have in there? Some bacala. Speaking of scrimps, some I, got, I, got, I got about 24 jumbo shrimp butterfly ready to rock and roll in my freezer for you, man. Jumbo. Jumbo. Big. Shrimp. Now they can't be breaded. They can't be. They're not uh, breaded. They're not breaded. And I love breaded shrimp. I love fried shrimp. They're not breaded. You can't have any fried shit, right, Robin? Nope. nope no fried. Nope. Robin, that the that bio, the uh, oh it is on that is uh, up. But anyway, I'm not bragging, folks. You know what I'm trying to do? This is what my mission is on the show. I'm not here to elect presidents to take people away. If I could do this, anybody can do it. I quit smoking. Luigi, we hammered him. For a couple of years, he quit smoking. You know, my sister, my older sister, Marie, we hammered her. She got sick. We hammered her. She quit smoking. Stop the hammering. Well, you can't. Every once in a while, you got to hammer, especially when hammer time comes around, and then you can't stop. I hear you. Hammer time. So I'm not bragging. The fact is, if I could do this, and by the way, I'm not one of these seesaw diet people. You know, there's a lot of people, they go on a diet. They lose a lot of weight. They gain it right back. And then they gain it back eventually. Not even right away. They gain it back. No, that's me. That's me. And there's a lot of people. And again, I'm not knocking people who are trying to lose weight. I Luckily, you know, I need to get down to like 185, 190. That's my optimal weight. 
And so when I do that, which I hope to do, because I'm down to 209, right? So I was 219, 209. That means I need to lose what? Like 20 more pounds. Right. 20 more pounds. I'm willing to do that because I now know after 10 days that even though I do still have cravings, you know, for the late night chocolate sure. cake, you know, a glass of milk and some Oreos, some ice cream, some gelato. You can resist anything but temptation, Tony. Exactly right. Well, Oscar I did. Wilde we, said we, that we both had a carb craving last night, a sweet craving, a dolce craving. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I made a little tiny espresso hot chocolate. And it was like I'm winning the little espresso cups. Mm-hmm. But I made it with half and half. WFF. Which doesn't have, it's very low carb, mm-hmm. higher in fat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made just, you know, a little espresso cup with real chocolate powder, cocoa powder with nothing, n- no, no sugars in it, and a little bit of the monk fruit. So you were Jones. Speaking of monks. No, I wasn't Jones. I was sitting there chilling. I was sitting there watching Unearthed. I was watching my normal science chat. I was watching the Flyers game, actually. And as Robin did just say, speaking of monks. Speaking of monks. Apparently, I am in the presence. Yes, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That's the other big news. We'll get to all the other uh, incendiary stuff. Like Bernie Sanders at this hour is having a get-together up in Vermont. So we don't know whether he's bailing or what the hell's going on. We'll keep you up to date on that. It'll be the big story. E3 has been canceled with all the coronavirus stuff. You know what E3 is? That's the big video game. No, no, no. no. That's not the error on the first baseman. Reese Hoskins. Right, E3. That's the big... uh, A lot of stuff's getting canceled. The one good thing that's not getting canceled tonight is a party that Rob and I have been invited to go to. What are you going to say? It's uh, Philly Current Magazine. You've been to those parties. I've been to a bunch of those, yeah. So they're still on. The, the, all of the St. Patrick's Day parades are all canceled. The mayor is going crazy now because there's one person who's tested positive. Listen, if you don't want to go out, don't go out. Where are they doing If you don't want to go to Flyers game, it's down at this place called uh, – this is now invitation only. I don't want people rushing this place. Of tonight, course. But i got to give them love. You know all the PC picks, 2020. It's their mm-hmm. biggest party of the year. It's down at like 12th and Callow Hill. It's called the Underground Arts or something. I haven't been there. Okay. It's underground, so right, it's underground, we'll be right. safe. But ladies and gentlemen, the big story, not just uh, Harvey Weinstein going to jail for 23 years. Harvey Weinstein, actually, he, we, we have something in common. No, we didn't rape women or accused of being raped. We both have a major disdain for Jennifer Aniston. We will have a Harvey Weinstein hates Jennifer Aniston more than I do update. Which is impossible. Yeah. But no, no, he takes it to the next level. Oh, yes, he does. I just don't like her. I don't hate her. I just never thought, I never got her. I never got this. Oh, my God. She's, oh, yeah. You never yeah, she's got good the looking. appeal. I got, you know, listen, she's an attractive woman. But obviously, she's, she's, been, she's been with how many different, and when I say she's been with guys, I don't mean she sleeps around. I mean, like, she thinks she's going to get married. She's found the guy, and then something goes terribly, well, terribly wrong. I mean, aside from Brad Pitt, which was the main No, one. she had this other guy. Oh, she, yeah, was ma- she was almost married, and I met her. So, again, I don't dislike her. Because I, don't, I never liked Friends. And she's done a couple of cute movies, but my point is, I've just never been gaga over Jennifer she Aniston. She's in our favorite, Along Came Polly. Well, Along Came Polly, yeah, but yeah, she was classic. the guy, the star of that show. The star of that movie was Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria as the uh. scuba guy. That's what made Are that you movie. For you for scuba? Are and you I am for scuba? And I am a pee. Let me look into your eyeball. 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 That's why I like that movie. It didn't, does it matter that Jennifer Aniston? They could have had any yeah. innocuous actress Correct. in there. For the most part, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll get to that in a little. But ladies and gentlemen, I come to you today for the first time ever as a man of God <laughs> who takes away the sins of all the Twitch streamers. We're not lying. The, uh, ladies this and gentlemen, is for real. This is legit. This was inspired last night by our good friend who doesn't listen to the show, who's listening to all the local shows where they keep crying about the Sixers and the Flyers. 
and other meaningless bullshit. But Joe Ruffino on mm-hmm. Twitter last night ruined uh, whatever it is Tomorrow, now. today, whatever. No, it's ruined all day, I think. He said, he announced that he has found the woman of his life and they're going to get married. In the DMs. And then he puts right. up, uh, he puts up the, the go back the and bot. forth. Yeah, from the bot. From the bot. Right. And it's a woman like, are you, are you married? And so he says, this is it, I found the woman. And I said, Joe, Robin immediately thought. Immediately. Some, I said, you know, get married right away. First of all, elope. Don't put a big weather right. together. You're going to spend two years trying to figure you- out what dress to wear, what hall to get. You know what the spread's going to be? All that bullshit. We wanted, to, we wanted to give DJ Bander DJ. Exactly. <laughs> and and she apparently, according to the DMs, was ready to get married immediately. Immediately. So, so as a man who understands this life, I'm all about this that life. life. Right, right. Is it that life or that this life? life? It's that life. As the people understand that life, I suggested to him immediate elo- elopement, mm-hmm. elopement, and then give it a month and then a quickie divorce. Okay. That's the way to do it. That's and pretty much when you just meet somebody online, or especially a bot, because you never know about the bots. Not the umbots. Right. So anyway, Robin was inspired immediately to say, you know what, Tony? You have an amazing, you have a gift. You. you you're good. You got now, it. my buddy Josh Innes, who I used to work with, he's an ordained minister. Yeah, I believe through the same church. So then Robin immediately went to the intranet and said, let's see if we can get Tony ordained. And it was a very strenuous, oh, this took- long, long, you arduous process. Yeah. It took at least 15 minutes and a, and a substantial in, uh, donation. How much of a donation? $14, Jesus. ladies and gentlemen. $14. And now I actually have the Certificate of Authenticity. And let me just start this off. Play some music here, Robin, because this is an important day. I will be able to not only give you the finest, freshest sports talk and all of the other bullshit that we do right. every day on Twitch.tv, Tony Bruno Show. We thank you for watching and listening and all of our new followers. Welcome. And now welcome, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know if you noticed, Luigi, when you pulled up today. Oh, I saw the smoke billowing out of the basement, Tony. That was our dishwasher, the element oh, underneath okay. it was a little, uh, Robin forgot to put something in there. laundry getting done. She didn't turn the, she didn't turn the, uh, the fan on in the kitchen when she was making bacon. You know what I'm saying? Not that kind of making bacon. That happens later at night. Sizzling. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to you as the irreverent, irreverent resident. Uh, I can't even say it now. The irreverent reverend. The irreverent reverend. Anthony That's Joseph. That's his official. Bruno. We're gonna we're gonna have business cards. The irreverent reverend Anthony Joseph Bruno Sr. Please, I will be able to help you. Help yourself, not just with dieting tips from the keto diet and all the other great, great, amazing stuff I impart upon you, the listeners, every day. You got a wedding? Maybe you want a quick wedding? You know, that's I can't not do quickie divorces. No, you can't do no, divorces. 40 bucks in and out. <laughs> do you know what? I, you, you can do um, weddings, baptisms. Bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs. No, you can't do that. That Why? That, that requires a... Apparently, Judaism doesn't allow quite... I'm an As ordained simple. minister, Robin. <laughs> just like just like we Al Sharpton. All children of the same universe, exactly Robin. Exactly right. Put, you can't yes. put the shackles see, on them. See, they're not part of the Universal Life Church. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. There is no bigger church. Not Joel Olstein down in Houston. Right. Let me show not you Creflo what all you can Dollar. do. Not any of these other ministers are more of a minister and a man of God than your who's man, that guy Tony. Who's that guy in South Carolina? Billy. Uh, <laughs> what's his name again? Which guy? The TV evangelist guy, Billy. Uh, Billy Graham. He's Billy dead. Billy Graham. Yeah, Billy Graham. He's dead. Respect. So we need replacements. Respect, Tony. It's one of your colleagues. I did. I, I, listen. 
I used to watch Billy Graham. Joel Olstein and I, we went down there in Houston. We went into the big church. Hello. We brought in a couple broads. Okay. and then they... So this is what you can do. You are no, able wait to a perform. Minute. The, dub, the irreverent reverend was not a WWE character. No. But it will be now that somebody stole that from yeah, me. Yeah, really. Because we were thinking about what should I call myself? Should I call myself Pastor Tony? Should I call myself Minister Bruno? No. Should I call myself Reverend? You know, because this is Reverend I Owl. I like the Reverend. Yeah. So how about the Irreverent Because he reverend. can't do Father, because that's reverend. just really happening. Irrelevant Reverend. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Not so fast, my friends. Now, if anybody out there has an <laughs> upcoming wedding, baptism... Well, you wouldn't know if you have an upcoming funeral. Let's let's hope I'll not. I'll do those too. And, Set my own. Um, do you do personal so, blessings? So you I'll do, do personal this, blessings. But, but here's the fan, most fantastic thing, Tony. So you can perform weddings, baptisms, funerals, uh, hand fasting, and a couple of other things. But you can start a congregation, which means that we can have a tax write-off. Nice. Yes. And let me just say this because I, I... Wait, so now all the Twitch bits and everything like that can be considered... Donations to the Church of Bruno? Exactly right. Exactly. Oh, do they get a tax write-off for donating now? I mean, it is. My brothers and sisters, one thing I have not... Lift up your hearts. (laughs) Now, lift up your hearts. (laughs) And your wallets. Because I am the Lamb. Not the Lamb of God. Right. If I were, you know what I'd do. I grill it with a little tzatziki sauce. No, no, no. I take away the sins of the world. I want to show this is what you are getting in the mail. (laughs) Which I got a th- certificate of authenticity. You got a key card? You're getting a certificate of authenticity. <laughs> this is to certify that you are a minister. I got a, a parking pass. You're getting a minister's parking permit. Yes. So you can park. Thank wh- you, Jesus. You it's can, a miracle. You, you can park as clergy, <laughs> which, by the way, Ed Nasta, he was the first one when you posted the photo last night. He's like, you're doing this for the parking permit, aren't you? I'm I like, already well, have my mom's parking permit, you know, but it expires on uh, 920. This never does. No, it doesn't. This is for perpetu- in perpetuity, in sickness and in health. Till death do I part with my minister parking permit. I will have business so cards. So now when you get a ticket from the PPA, you won't just yell at them. You'll say, fuck you, my son. No, no, no. Exactly. Say, Jesus Christ, do you know who I am now? I'm the right Reverend Tony Bruno. I am pa- not Padre Pio. No, not Padre Pio. Padre Pio's a saint. Not Father Carmine. No. Father Bruno. Does this mean that I have to like? Do I have to be like a nun or something now? Yes, I will have a I will have a velvet altar for you to sit before me as I cleanse you of your sins, Robin. Later on this afternoon. Wow. <laughs> you gotta I, get you gotta get a little um uh, like a little monastery thing outside where people can light candles. You yeah. Like a quarter. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. But I'm gonna use real candles. I'm not going with the electric lights now that they're doing. We'll go down to the bodega. Get you those dollar ones. I got. We got bags of those little. Uh, what do you call those, Robin? Votives? Yeah, the votive candles. You know, the ones they put in restaurants to keep the light on? Mm-hmm. But now they're too lazy. They got you go in, I went into St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York to light a candle. Oh, I understand yeah. safety, you know. Churches have had lit candles for years. I would say you could light the Elizabeth Warren candle, but just go right up and smoke. Oh, oh. ladies and gentlemen, Luigi came in firing. Another there. one. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, where's the tip jar? Where is the tip jar? It's on the uh, bits thing. Tony, you now have a something on your face. I don't know what the hell it is. It's like an ice mask. That's for me to protect myself from you if I have the coronavirus. I Ladies like and gentlemen. Let this ride out. Now, this is like a, what, 16 hours of continuous now church music? Yeah, this, is, this is, oh, yeah. if, it's two hours. I'm going to turn it off now. because No, 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 no. This has to stay no, up. No, let this well, go. Well, I'm sure that this is going to silent. Like, we're, we're going to no, get. No, it's so- not. This isn't no. like a, this is a church song. Nobody's selling these. Who's going to silence God? Exactly. Come on, right. They better not. It's a house of worship, damn it. You're damn right. 
Not the uh, Bishop Fred Pickering from Caddyshack. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, <No>, Jesus. <laughs> not Padre Pornhub. Padre Pornhub. <laughs> Bishop Brazzer. Sister Robin will be in there. Friar. Ooh, Friar, Friar Bruno. Bruno. Actually, there's a picture of me as Friar yes, Bruno. there is. We should make that my new avatar now that I'm an ordained minister. Mm-hmm. Um, Get that other stupid avatar off there. Get the Friar Bruno up there. Let me see if I can find Although it. I can't fry her right now because everything you know, is too much, uh, too many calories too many and oil, carbs. Too much yeah. oil. Get no, the air fryer. Go air fryer. Oil, uh, air fryer, no oil. Exactly. And it is Lent, by the way. I missed Ash Wednesday by just this much. You're a priest, for God's <laughs> sakes. I'm not a priest. He's not I a priest. am He's not a, a minister. Priest. There is a difference. I am an ordained minister of God. And now that the Pope's been sequestered at the Vatican and nobody can go out and see him. You're the only one left. I'm the only one <laughs> you left. You are the John Wick of Pope's There it is right, right now. now. There he is. <laughs> Here's my motto. Friar Bruno. Look hold what on, the sign says, on, Luigi. Tony Bruno. Wait. You keep jumping the gun. I see it. Clean. Yeah, just because you see it doesn't mean anybody I've else. I've seen it. i see it. You need to stop... Fryer, I didn't even kiss her. I will put I will put the over under a week okay. before someone's asking you to do something for him. There you go. Marrying him or this is the irreverent reverend, or otherwise known as Friar Bruno. I like Friar. Friar Bruno. Will you wear that outfit? How about if Pastor you marry Cleaver from the movie Friday? Bert, Bert and Gus, will you be appearing out your out of your window? <laughs> yes, I will. Window in the morning. I'm, now that the weather's getting nice and spring is in the air, I will be doing daily. Uh, I will approach people. If you're coming by and you're doing math, or you're, you know, you just happen to be walking here in South Philadelphia, and you don't have a gun and you're not shooting people, which leaves it about no one. I will be conducting every afternoon before we go on the air. I will be doing a blessing of the congregation, of all the dead beats, all the guys who smoke cigarettes and throw them out of the window. All of my filthy neighbors that don't pick up the trash. I will bless them. I will, I will do confessions on Friday. Good, clean fun. Wet, dirty women. Those who I will service the most. So come to me, my cleanse your soul. Wet, dirty your women. Ass. To cleanse your soul. I will forgive you of all your sins. Will you wear that outfit if somebody asks you to officiate? Yeah, their I wedding? mean, look at that. Is that not a good look? No. Y- you. Even- <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Actually, I just found it. Hold on a second, Tony. This will be my sanctuary. We are in a sanctuary city, and Mayor and, and, and Mayor Jim Kenny will come down here and do the sanctuary dance for us. Right, and he can't do anything to you because you are your own. Exactly. No, I did not have underwear under my robe when I performed. I nice. And you notice most priests don't carry around a big glass of uh, a nice beer out there. You know what that was? That was uh, at a- Nothing wrong with a little bit of sacrament. You know? No, no, exactly. I will turn water into wine once I get off the keto diet. Right. Now, Robin's going to put my fryer hair on now. This is so bad. This is bad. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm undergoing the transformation. (laughs) It's like the Holy Ghost just showed up. Oh, yeah, that's a good look right there. That's a good look. You looking good, boy. That looks good. (sighs) And, uh, you know, unfortunately... I will not be able to go to the Villanova University campus to help them in the NCAA tournament. You look like a jackass. (laughs) How dare you? How are you going to be a priest with a shirt that says I'm probably lying? (laughs) Well, you know, at least I'm honest. How many of those ministers, especially guys on TV, are begging you for their money are are, are straight shooters? None. I'm at least acknowledging that there may be a couple of, what do they call those sins? Not... 
Not mortal sins. Uh, venial sins. Venial, right. You know, not venial sins. You know the difference between a mortal sin and a I venial do. sin, Robin? I do, but here's here you, you keep going back to your Catholic upbringing knowledge. And well, that's all that's I have. All Although out I the have window. dabbled in Judaism. That's all out the window, Tony Bruno, with I will the perform universal. circumcisions, even though I'm not a licensed moil yet. I don't know, man. That hand doesn't shake shakes a little, Tony. I don't know, man. I don't know. Just, like, just a tip, just for what, a second. What you said to Tom Arnold when he said that he would shave your head? Yes. That's the same thing that everybody would say with any kind of sharp object in your hand. Bob from Valley Forge, is that a staff under the robe, Tony, or are you just happy to preach to wet, dirty women? Both, actually. But thanks for asking, Bob. I can't believe it. You look <laughs> ridiculous. But Doesn't that look... But it's so perfect, right? It is the perfect bowl cut. And by the way, I can have this wine cellar also not only a sanctuary, not only a tabernacle, but also it could be... You know what you could do? A mega church. You could stand out front of the Rite Aid over there on Broad Street, and you yeah. can bless all the Purell as people buy it. Yes! <gasps> Yes, Hol- holy actually, thing. actually, in in the uh, you know in the holy water bottles yeah. that I have, holy I'll gel. put Purell in there, mm-hmm. and instead of blessing people with holy you water, bless it with Purell. I'll bless them with Purell and cleanse them of all the potential viruses and ailments that that trouble them. Right, you could visit people who are sick with the coronavirus. No, because <laughs> <laughs> you're no. immune. So we got a lot of possibilities here. So if you're a young couple. You don't want to go through what Robin's going through where she spends 24 hours a day for the last two years getting ready for a wedding and planning it for two years, which is not going to happen until October of this year. This angle is even better from behind. (laughs) Tony, you look look like me with bangs in 90 years, man. You like that look? It's a good look. I think it's coming back. No. It's gone. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Uh, Friar Donut Head. Now, anyway, you, you guys are make, you guys are mocking. I'm not mocking, mocking the Lord. Malich, uh, religion. But how much fun would it be it if you're you if you're getting where, married, <laughs> rather than having some boring minister officiate? Have Tony? I mean, he'll take it seriously. You'll take it seriously. Oh, yeah. but I it'll won't be laugh funny. At, if I come to officiate your wedding. And again, I'm doing. I'm not doing like I'm not going to the the cathedral of Saint Peter and Paul here. Not saying that you wouldn't. I'm going to do it basically in backyards it, at various, uh, uh, what do you call it, those things outside that people have. The ca- not, gazebos? Gazebos. Mm-hmm. If you've got a tent outside. Your outdoor patio, your exactly, deck. Exactly. If you've got a barbecue right. and you want to just do a quickie thing on and the right deck. And right now, you are only, just like Cordell and Cordell, you're only licensed to officiate in Pennsylvania. Are you serious? But... All you need is one additional letter from the Universal Life, depending on where you want to have your wedding. So if you want to have a wedding... I'm not in, licensed in right, all states. If you want to have your wedding in New Jersey or Las Vegas or Florida, and you, know, you, there's fly, a- you can we, we can um, accommodate that very easily. It's just a simple, simple little piece of paper. Stevie B, a pergola. If you've got a pergola, you've got a balcony... You got a deck. As long as it's not like one of those second floor decks down the Jersey Shore where too many people get up there and then they crash and burn because they're rotten wood on top of them. You, you appear to Chuck E. Cheese. Who are you kidding, man? Seriously. I will appear. You want, a, you want a blessing at your frat party. Right. Although they've all been canceled now, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, play action real. Spring break has been canceled. So I will go out there and officiate over spring break activities. Play action real. What is competing with Miss Robin for the best hair? Right. <laughs> <laughs> We got to get you a halo, man. 
I got I got all the accoutrement. I got the big cross. The halo's built into that thing. Even if Philly Jesus himself saw this, I was he gonna would say, say you gonna team up with him. I'm gonna team up, except I'm not gonna do drugs and get arrested. Okay. Burton Gus, we need to get Tony a golf cart and he can stand with plexiglass to ride. Oh through yeah, South we need Philly. to make a Bruno mobile, not a Pope mobile. We'll get you one. And at this point, with a Vespa, just let you ride around. But at this point, driving around with bulletproof glass is actually not a bad idea. No, you have to in Philadelphia. I highly recommend it. Even though there is no St. Patrick's Day parade, it's been canceled. You know I that? Know, I heard that. EBC and what PA am I going to do with those corned beef and cabbage that I got? EBC and PA says, "Do you do exorcisms?" I'll do that. As long as you're shaking in the bed, baby, I'll come down and calm you down. Exorcism. Are you shaking in your bed? Is your head spinning around? Are you possessed? Well, you know, There's an infomercial right now. Are you shaking in your bed? You do know that um, that was actually a official diagnosis uh, for women in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. I think it was called hype. Oh, hyper, hyper, hyperoxicism, what? something like that, and something the, like that. Something was, like that. Yeah, no, to tell you, but Joe was, Biden now. Yeah, these like that. pronunciations are Trump. That is how the first original um, uh, masturbator was invented by a doctor. Masturbator. Who, yes, it was a. It you was, mean a personal electronic device? Yes, and it was administered by a doctor to women, um, so that it would um, alleviate their. Um, I have to look up what the actual word was that it was called, but it there they they felt they thought that women were um, hyper and anxious and that massaging them not misogyny in, that's in, different in a certain spot would help alleviate these issues in women, and doctors were performing all over the place. Robin, I have a walk-up song I've chosen. Okay, you gotta have a walk-up song when you come in, right? Can What's you bring this up, yeah. Robin? Reach out, <laughs> you can see me like John. You know how you see all these weddings now where, like, the bride or the groom comes up and he's dancing down the aisle? You've seen all this stuff, oh, yeah, right? Absolutely. So I'll be the guy dancing in the aisle with my priestly garb on. I thought I heard I, I would feel you more coming up to something like this. The hot stuff up. Just kicking out a door. Hysteria. That's what it was called. Listeria. Female hysteria. She's performing a Jewish. Uh, yeah, I know her. She's that, opening up for uh, the uh, the what's the what's she's the, opening for Avril the, 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 what, What's the fair every year? The the lesbian fair every year. The the chick fair. The the uh, international dark competition. No, no, no. What's the one that they have every year? The chicks all do it. Mostly, you know, LGBT chicks. Pride Parade? No, that's something. The Lilith Fair. Oh, the Lilith Fair. What's the matter with you people? Whatever. Um, Here. So, at the height of the Victorian era, doctors regularly treated their female patients by stimulating them to orgasm. Um, This was mass treatment and a cure for now-defunct medical condition of hysteria. Yes, Which made possible for a new technology, the vibrator. Ta-da! I usually say to them when when they're in that hysterical situation. See, no, no, Just I relax love, it. I love Excuse this. me while I whip this out. <laughs> the, I love this tagline saying, vibrators allowed physicians to massage women's clits quickly and efficiently without exhausting hey, their hands I got a lot of experience. Wrists. I didn't even need to get a degree for that. Okay? <laughs> Smith, we're ready for you. Hang on, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs>
Right again. Right I mean, right. this is like absolutely amazing. You should be talking about this stuff. You're a priest. You're a man of the cloth, I'm Tony. not. I'm just thinking of the possibilities here to help my fellow mankind and womankind. Hey. And mankind, of course, the great wrestler from back in the day. This is his own church. He can make up whatever he wants. Okay. Exactly. Crank this up a little bit, Robin. I just need to. I need to feel. I need to feel the spirit rise I mean, upon us. Isn't isn't uh, isn't it part of uh, yogis are also a religious? Uh, Not boo boo though. He doesn't do any of that shit. They're yogi. They're religious <laughs> minister of some kind, and don't they have a tantric? Uh, yoga and sex as part already, of their listen, ministry? I already have mastered the Kama Sutra. I understand tantric sex. Those are things I learned at a young age. Those are things that will be incorporated into my religious activities. Are so you going to require people to genuflect in your presence? There will be there will be uh, ointments, lotions, potions. You got to have all that shit, right? right? You know what I'm saying? On the side. I'll have a case. I'll come in with the case. You know, like they did in The Exorcist when he comes in, he opens up a briefcase. And he starts taking out all these different oils and potions and lotions. Now, can you will you, creams. will you go down to the six to the Sixers training facility and perform miracles on Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons? Absolutely, and things like that? I will go down and do a blessing for Brett Brown to hope that he can find a way to get the rotation, to find a way. <laughs> Not even God to understand why people like you saw the latest story from last year, right? <laughs> from, from last year, on, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy now, Jimmy Butler, yeah. Jimmy Butler. You hear what's going on with him? No, what happened? With him? He oh. was on a podcast with JJ Redick, and. They were talking about what happened last year when Jimmy was here and JJ was mm-hmm. here, and those are the guys that could fill it up and come up there and make some baskets. He, you know what his quote was? What? Big story today in the NBA. Well, Jimmy, like I said, Jimmy wanted out of here. He wanted out of here. Absolutely. So but Jimmy said, I didn't know who to bleep was in charge. Right. That's, a ba- That's an indictment of the organization. When you have a player who then moves on and is playing down in Miami now, and it's still a great player, and he says, I didn't know who the blank was in charge. What does that tell you? It tells you that no one's in charge. That's the problem. There's no, there's no, there's no one controlling the strings. There's no one, uh, you know, the locker room is gone, Tony. There's, there's no locker room presence whatsoever. You, your coach has to be the one in charge of everything. They have no leader. I think the only person who could save this is Josina Anderson. If she can infiltrate the Sixers locker room, then I think things will calm down. Well, the coronavirus won't allow her to be in any kind of Exactly. And that's the big story, of course. The NHL, NBA, MLS, Major League Baseball, all banning the media. Although the media still can talk. Like yesterday, Bryce Harper down in Clearwater after he got hit on the foot, remember? He got to talk to the media. They, could, they can't go into the clubhouse now in any of these sports. But the players can come out within eight feet and talk. And so Bryce Harper was talking about, you know, he doesn't fear it. He says, I'm a, I'll give you the quote because we have a guest on the line who's going to get major, major love today. Bryce Harper said after the game to the media, I live, man. Don't worry about a disease or a virus. I live my life. Every day is the same. I'm shaking hands. I'm high-fiving. I'm here living. I'm 27 years old. I'm I'm young, Mm -hmm. and so I'm healthy. So I'm not going to go running and hiding in fear to go out there and do my job and live my life every day. You know, and some people will disagree with that, but I'll tell you one guy who's going to be honored, and it's a guy we've had on the show and a guy I've known forever and ever, going back to uh, when he came over to Veteran Stadium in 1971 and he's been around the voice of the Phillies, the PA, the great Dan Baker getting honored on opening day. Luigi, you going opening day? Uh, I will be there opening night, I believe. The great Dan Baker, the voice of the Phillies, has... I found out this morning that he has his own Topps baseball card.
For the first no. time ever. Yes, I believe this is the first time ever a PA announcer is getting his own autographed baseball card. Dan has gone through some health stuff, and we welcome him back to the show. Dan, first of all, congratulations on the top card. Tops card. I know you're in Florida. How are you feeling these days? Everything okay? Now batting for the Phillies, number 16, first baseman Tony Bruno. It was actually number 25, but that's good memory right there. Dan, it's great to hear from you, man. Your voice. You know, one thing about Philly, you know, we've been so blessed in this town to have legendary PA. I mean, of course, the the Zinc, Dave Zinkoff, Hall of Famer. You know, you go around and look at some of the great, great play-by-play men. You've been there, and of course, not just play-by-play men, PA announcers in particular. And there's a lot of them around the country. But you've been with the Phillies for how many years now, Dan? This is number 49 coming up, Tony. Wow. That's unbelievable. So how did this happen with the Topps card? Because, you know, baseball cards are always a big thing. It's sort of calmed down now. I know people are always looking for those special cards. So I see it. There's actual a card with your face on it, and it says on it, I'm looking at it right now, it says 2020 opening day ballpark profile, and it's a top certified autograph card. So now do you have to buy a Topps pack of gum? to find that card, or is that going to be available to everyone on opening day? I'm not sure exactly. I think today, March 11th, is the day which the uh, Topps 2020 uh, baseball card collection is released and made available for sale uh, at all the different, you know, locations. Uh, But, uh, you know, I'm not too sure of the particulars. I'm just very grateful, very honored, Tony, that they've included me. I am not the first, from what I understand. Uh, someone told me that the late, great Bob Shepard yep. was honored with his own baseball card by Topps, I think around 2005, which was uh, two years before Bob retired. And uh, I hope that there's not a hidden signal in this for me, Tony. You know? No, but I mean, you, know, uh, you mentioned Bob Shepard, and we all recognize the amazing voice uh, on Yankee games, I mean, all you had to do was listen to a Yankee broadcast, and you heard Bob Shepard now batting for the Yankees. You know, I mean, a, one of the legendary voices, and obviously a Hall of Famer as well. But when you found, yes. when did they tell you that they were going to make a baseball card for you? A couple of months ago, uh, my uh, agent Josh Weinfeld was contacted, and uh, Josh got in touch with me and, and said that the Tops was interested in in including you in this year's set. Uh, so, uh, you know. Uh, that's how uh, I learned about it, and uh, you know I'm very grateful, and I'm sure the Phillies have played a role in this, and I'm, I'm grateful, uh, you know, for their encouragement. Now, did you have to audit? Because the autograph cards are legit; they're certified, and it says autographed special. So, did you have to? Well, will you have to autograph a whole bunch of these. I did. Uh, they sent a representative down to my house, uh, who sat with me for three and a, three and a half hours. And uh, uh, I uh, painstakingly uh, autographed uh, 250 cards. And I say painstakingly, I mean, that's probably an overstatement. Uh, But, uh, Tony, uh, uh, unlike uh, the baseball players, uh, many of whom are in great demand, as a PA announcer, I am not. Uh, But uh, what what I've tried to do for for those uh, people who are kind enough to uh, want my autograph, I've always tried to take the time to sign it slowly enough that it's legible yes. and that they can actually read my name. I have I have quite a collection myself 
of autograph bats and balls and gloves and, uh, and things like that, uh, baseball cards. Um, but, uh, uh, and, and, and all of mine, you can read the names. In fact, I, I still uh, go to different, uh, you know, charitable functions, and I'll, try, and I'll bid on silent auction items, and that's where I get a lot of my uh, collectibles. Um, and I'll try, to, I'll try to get bargains. But I will not bid on items where I can't read the person's name. Hey, here's so-and-so. Man, it's just a scribble, and you can't even understand what it says. So, uh, so that's what I meant by painstaking. Uh, but I just try to make sure that if anybody that gets my autograph um, and uh, that they can they can read it and see that it is in fact my name. So we, I do the same thing because Tony Bruno, it's pretty easy to sign. I could scribble it, but I agree. I I always think about somebody's got to read this, and then maybe people who will never know who I am or people in the future will say who is that. The fact that you are absolutely right. I, I don't get people that are like making a line. Like one letter and then a line across the page is an actual yes. autograph. Yeah. Um, again, I, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, Tony. At first in Southwest Philadelphia, then in Mount Ephraim, New Jersey, just across the uh, the Walt Whitman Bridge and Delaware River in southern New Jersey. Uh, but my uh, brother Rick and I had uh, quite a baseball card collection, and uh, uh, we collected them for many years and. Uh, uh, you know, from the mid fifties, uh, you know, up in. Oh, do we lose that? You know, oh, there that, you they, that meant a lot to us. Absolutely, I used to collect them. You know, when we collected them, we used to put them on our bicycle spokes. And guys like Keith Olbermann, friends of mine, they collected them, and now they have Mickey Mantles and you know all these incredible yeah. cards. The few that are still worth a lot of money because they took care of them. A lot of kids, for the most part you know, played with them. They didn't put them in sleeves and, and, and put them away, figuring that one day they're going to be worth a lot of money. But, you know, and they're not anymore as far as the, the mass-produced so many cards of players, but, you know, the valuable rookie cards and the Pat Mahomes, obviously his card's going to go through the roof. But the Dan Baker card, you know what the actual re- – if you wanted to sell these on the side, for example, and you got yourself another 1,000 of them, and you said, listen, there's only 250 of them in select tops packs that I signed. But if somebody now wants, because you are on the wall of fame, your signature is worth something. How much do you would you say if you did a card show and you were sitting at the table, you know, with Manny Trio, who's going to be on the Phillies Walk of Fame this summer, much deservedly so, one of the great players on one of the greatest Phillies teams in history, that 1980 team. Luigi, you remember that 1980 team? How old are you, Luigi? Ever. Yeah, in fact, uh, Tony, uh, they're, they're having a, a Phillies uh, – 1980 World Series reunion uh, down here in Clearwater uh, on Monday night, uh, which we're going to attend. And we're looking forward to it. And uh, Steve Carlton, Pete Rose, Greg Lozinski, and Larry Bowe will be there. And uh, Chris Wheeler is going to MC. It's going to, it should be a very nice event. And the weather's beautiful down there. The ball club looks good, playing well. New manager. Yes. You're down in Clearwater. Yes. What's, the, what's the feel you get? Obviously, these are preseason games, but we're seeing – you know, the starting pitchers going out there. We're seeing the, the relief pitchers. We're seeing a lot of guys that people don't know much about who are going to make this team, probably. We saw guys who were here last year still vying for spots. So what's the mood down there? Obviously, the weather's nice, and, and it's, it's great to go to spring training anywhere in Florida or Arizona, especially Clearwater. I love Clearwater. There's a very positive feeling down here, Tony, and being a lifelong Phillies fan like me, uh, 
I know that you would appreciate that. And, you know, having a, a baseball lifer like uh, Joe Girardi as manager, I think, has really infused uh, a lot of confidence. I mean, here's a guy that was a good player, he was a good manager, he had quite a run with the Yankees. I think he took the, the Yanks to six postseasons in his 10 years uh, as manager of the New York Yankees. And, uh, I mean, you know, he's a disciplinarian. He's an old-school uh, baseball manager in many respects. But, you know, he also embraces the analytics, and I think he'll do a good job of combining both uh, philosophies. And, uh, you know, there's a new pitching coach and a new hitting coach, and uh, they're... Uh, I think the you know the Phillies are are going to have a really good year in 2020. Uh, you know, just a feeling. I think Bryce Harper is going to do even better this year than he did last year. He had a very good last uh, season last year. Um, and you know, if uh, Reese Hoskins uh, can get back on track, and and if you look at his first couple of years uh, up in the big leagues and what he's done in the minor leagues for the Phillies, I mean, uh, you know, he's got a pretty good pedigree there and uh and i saw him know, by the way i saw him in an acme here in south philly robin and i were going to the acme to load up on lo- uh, toilet paper long before all the other people were running out there like crazy and I, I said to robin i said you know who that is and you know even though he's a tall guy not everybody recognizes reese hoskins you know when he's walking in the street he was there with his wife in the, in acme and i said he looks hitterish yeah. right now he looks hitterish hey i like that <laughs> i like that <laughs> I'm going to pass that along, Tony. Pass it along. He looked great. By the way, now, you know, the late, great Harry Callis, we all remember and we all do our Harry Callis impersonations and some of the great names that he got to announce on the broadcast. Now, you've done every single Philly that's ever been since they started by announcing when they walk up. What is your favorite name to call? Because, you know, there's Mike Rogozinski. I mean, there's so many great names that just flow. Mickey Morandini. Of all the names well, of the Philly players that you announce as they walk up, what's your favorite? Well, you, Do you, you have a favorite? You just, you just said him. Now batting for the Phillies, number 12, second baseman, Mickey Morandini. Beautiful. Uh, the the polysyllabic words, uh, <laughs> uh, names, uh, you know, are the ones that lend themselves to a more melodic interpretation. Uh, now batting for the Phillies, number 19, Left fielder Greg Luzinski. <laughs> we had dinner with the bull and his wife Jean tonight. My wife Kathy and me. And, Are you going uh, down to wait a minute? Are you going down to Bull's Barbecue, Burns Steakhouse, by any chance? That's a Tampa. You got to go no, across the bay, but no, we're going to Alfano's tonight, uh, which is uh, I think it's technically Largo, uh, but it's a really nice Italian restaurant. It's killing me because Robin and I are on a keto diet, so I'm just thinking of them bringing the olive oil out and the bread and the little balsamic and then, of course, the calamari oh. and all the other accoutrement that we can't oh. eat right now. So well, we can have a good steak. We can have a good steak, but we can't have any of the really, really... The, you just can't have the sizzle. You, you can't have the... Yeah, you can have the steak, but you can't have the sizzle. And, of course, Willie Monta... Now, Willie Montanez was before Veterans. No, that was the very beginning, right? Wasn't Willie there in the very beginning yeah. of the yeah. Veterans Day? Yeah, 27. Willie... Yep. Montanez. <laughs> he played center field in uh, 71 and yep. uh, first base, uh, uh, you know, later. Uh, but uh, he had a good career for the Phils. Loved Willie Montanez. 
Yeah, there's it's so funny. There's so many. By the way, this is Robin. There's so many people on our Twitch stream, on our Twitch chat room that are chiming in with their favorite announcements. <laughs> <laughs> like they all have their favorite announcements. And six toe Lescano is another great oh, one too. Oh yes, yeah. There's there's been a few, and uh, you know uh, number fifty three right fielder Bobby Abreu. Bobby Abreu. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's been a number. I just, I'll tell you, what a joy. And, uh, you know, uh, by the way, when I think of Robin, I think of Robin. Miss Robin, Robin, of course, is a great anchor, as we know, on the ABC, yep. uh, Robin Roberts, yep. a modern Robin Roberts. But, uh, Tony, you and I grew up with number 36, Philly's pitcher, Robin Roberts. We're, we're, we're really dating ourselves now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't want to say I'm old, but I remember Johnny Callison making oh, the All-Star game sick. in 1964 in right field and was the MVP of the All-Star game for the 64 Phillies, if you all remember. When he hit a three-run home run off Dick Raddatz in the bottom of the ninth at Shea Stadium. Even Jose no, from Norristown. Even Jose from Norristown, one of our favorite callers who has unbelievable knowledge of all the local history of sports and even the national history, he's got to be dazzled listening to this kind of... We're like sitting around in the clubhouse back on Whale Beach back in the day in Clearwater when all the writers oh. would sit out there in the, and we call it Whale Beach because most of the writers were rotund. Right. And so they, would, they actually <laughs> called it themselves. They called it Whale Beach, and they'd sit around and opine about baseball. Not beached Whale Beach? No, no, Whale Beach, they called it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, we've had a lot of good writers over the years, too. And, you know, I think in this uh, subset uh, that the Tops was kind enough to include me in this year, Tony and Miss Robin, uh, I think there are some uh, play-by-play broadcasters. Uh, I think there's another PA announcer. Um, and uh, so that, that, that's nice of them to uh, in, include uh, some of the rest of us. Well, you deserve it, Dan. I mean, you're not only, you know, obviously a legendary voice in this city and throughout baseball, but... Obviously, one of the nicest people I've ever met. One of the, I mean, I've never seen you angry. No matter where I see you, you're always pleasant. You know, and then you have another job, too. I mean, baseball, do it, being, the play, being the PA guy is not your job, right? Well, uh, it, it's one of several I've, I've been fortunate enough to have. Uh, as you know, I did the uh, PA announcing for the Eagles for 29 years and still announce Eagles games for the good folks at Xfinity Live on the site of the former Spectrum. Uh, in the South Philadelphia Sports Complex. And, uh, uh, you know, I still do weddings and bar mitzvahs and bas mitzvahs and uh, speaking engagements. And then uh, over the years, as you know, Tony, uh, you and I had the pleasure to work together doing uh, Penn football uh, play-by-play on the radio and on Temple football, Big Five basketball, Rexel basketball. So I've been lucky to, you know, to go from one season uh, to the other. But I always had, like, a full-time job. But when I first graduated from uh, Glassboro State College, now Rowan University, and then later got my master's from Temple University, I taught school in uh, Philadelphia for 12 years. Then I was the executive secretary of the Philadelphia Big Five for 15 years. And then uh, these were my full-time jobs from which I uh, derived my uh, health benefits and uh, retirement plans. And then uh, I was director of broadcast relations for Drexel University Athletics from 1997 to 2012. And that was my last full-time job. But I've had, you know, multiple 
part-time jobs, uh, you know, throughout my career, and I've been very lucky to do that. But the, the kind of part-time jobs that, though it kept me out most nights of the week, it's so enjoyable, you know, it's like getting paid for your favorite hobby. So, uh, you know, I, I have much to be thankful for. The great Dan Baker, now with his own Topps card, legendary broadcaster, not just for the Phillies, as you mentioned, the Eagles. We did Penn football. I remember going up to Yale Bowl on those Saturdays, on those beautiful, crisp fall days where we would travel around the Ivy League, and we would become instantly smart. You were already smart. I, I actually became smarter just going onto the Yale campus and walking into Yale Bowl. I could feel my brain cells just emerging. Wow. That, some of those Ivy stops were great, Tony. You were already smart. <laughs> you, were, you, you, you had your doctorate already. And you know the last thing I'll say, Dan, because everybody does a Harry Callis impersonation, but the more you walk around, a lot of people are doing Dan Baker impersonations. You know, center fielder, because center fielder, I think, is the best of all the positions. Just saying oh. center fielder has a special have, power to it. Do you know how much money I've had to pay all these people to do that? <laughs> Well, Dan, congratulations. Uh, God, I know, uh, last thing, and I asked you at the beginning, you know, we, ha- we had you on a couple times last season, and you had a couple of health situations come up. How are you feeling right now? Is everything good? Much better, thank you. Uh, I had uh, some oral and, uh, an oral and sinus infection uh, last summer, um, and it required uh, multiple surgeries. Uh, and uh, I'm over that. The infection is gone. Uh, there is still a little discomfort remaining, uh, but given the length of the infection and the multiple surgeries, the doctors explained to me that it would take uh, six months to a year before I felt uh, 100% normal again. But it doesn't affect my... Listen, I was back... Uh, I missed 14 games, Tony and Miss Robin, uh, during the 2019 season, my 48th as the Phillies PA announcer. I missed 14 games in my first 47 years as the Phillies PA, PA announcer over those 47 years, I missed a total of 15 games. Wow, in 40 wow. years. years. That's all right. Gabe Kapler, according to many people, missed like 25 games last year. <laughs> but that's an old story. That's an old joke that people would do on dumb radio shows. Hey, Dan, here's a really adorable uh, anecdote from somebody. Chris, uh, Chris of 29 uh, in the chat room says, I always tell people when my son was two and was potty training, I would announce his name in my Dan Baker voice as he went, uh, now uh, pooping on the potty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, our buddy Luigi's here, too, and I think you've met him, and he sees a, he sees a big, big fan, too, as a guy who's a young, aspiring broadcaster as well. Well, of course, I'm flattered. Uh, and, uh, you know... Thinking about that uh, last youngster uh, uh, training there, you know, uh, uh, nobody will say that they don't give an S about me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations again, Dan. Luigi, you have any final words for Dan Baker? The only baseball card I ever got of myself, my mom had to pay for. So this is a great honor for Dan. Exactly right. I have a a Phillies baseball card when I went to a Dream Week back in the day. You saw it. I have pictures posing with my Tony. I wore 25 when I was in Dream Week back in the 80s. Because it was not Del Unser, not all the other number 25s. Growing up, my favorite Philly was center fielder Tony Gonzalez. Great player back in the day. 
Okay. Uh, oh, I remember him. That he would hit those uh, home runs to left field at Connie Mack Stadium. Exactly. That was right. one of my favorite Phillies teams, Tony. The 1964 Phillies, and I'm, you know, I've become a good friend of a number of guys on that team, like uh, Art Mahaffey, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Wine. Uh, Chris and, Short, uh, and a lot of those guys. And, you know, obviously Johnny Callison, who played so- – you know, Johnny oh, Callison played soft, professional softball after his career was over here, up there on right off of 95. Remember they had that softball league with a lot of yeah. former players. And Johnny Callison was a player manager. And I got – and I used to go watch him get his hair cut at 13th. There's a barbershop at 13th and Wharton. I think it's still there. And the big thrill as a kid, you know, and we were like well, baseball fans – to go see Johnny Callison get his hair cut, we would stand in front of the window at the barbershop at 13th and Wharton to watch Johnny Callison get a hair trim. How about that, huh? Well, you know, he was quite a defensive player, too. He, he led the uh, National League outfielders in assist, I think, three straight years, like 64, 65, 66, with, uh, you know, mid-20s, uh, uh, you know, 25, 26, 27 assists. So... Uh, uh, you know, he was a good defensive player, a good offensive player. You mentioned him winning the uh, MVP in the Major League Baseball All-Star Game in 1964. If the Phillies had won that year, Tony, uh, t- uh, Johnny would have been uh, the most valuable player. Exactly. But, then, you know, but again, I was a young kid. I don't want people to think we're 100 years old, Dan, because you still look great. Uh, but 64, <laughs> I was a 12-year-old kid. That was where my baseball memories were forever ingrained in my brain. Listening to the games every night and listening to the final stretch where they, the St. Louis Cardinals were there and the Phillies were letting it slip away, you know. And then so as a kid, you know, when you're a long-suffering fan and your team hasn't won, and then you have to go from 1964 all the way to the 70s with the good teams until they won in 1980, you know, growing up as a long-suffering fan, like a lot of fans in Cleveland and other cities, have to wait forever to see their teams win a championship from a young punk kid in South Philly, seeing that 80 team win the World Series. Oh, that's man. what we all Wasn't wait for. Wasn't that the greatest? Absolutely. Luigi wasn't even, how old were you when the Phillies won the World Series in 1980? I Luigi? wasn't even conceived yet. 81 as I was born. How dare you? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Not even a twinkle in his daddy's eye. I'm going to have to yell at your parents now. What were they thinking? Didn't they know that the Bull Boa, Luzinski, Schmidt, and then Pete Rose coming in was eventually going to lead to a World Series? Well, they certainly weren't thinking when they made me. I know no, that that's what I'm sure. talking about. They could have gotten it done a little bit earlier. You would have been alive for that. I'll call my dad right now and get on him. <laughs> well, Dan, always a pleasure. Thanks again. Uh, stay warm. Stay fun. Have fun down there. I miss Clearwater. I'm not getting down there for the first time in a while, and I love spring training. It's, it's a lot of fun. Hope springs eternal, I believe one person said. The great Dan Baker. Let's put our hands together and give him a roaring round of applause. Dan, thank you, sir. These are, uh, this is, we can't bring in a real audience because of the coronavirus scare, so we have a taped studio audience in the studio today, just so everybody's safe. For everyone's safety. Dan. Exactly right. Dan, thank you so thank much, you, buddy. Thank you, Tony and Miss Robin. There he is, the great Dan Baker. How great is he? He is awesome. I love him. Yeah, Dan Baker, when I was, when I was working back in, uh, what year was this? Dan called me once. This was an honor because, you know, I knew Dan because I saw him all the time at the vet doing baseball. Right. And he said, hey, you have any interest in working on the week? This is before ESPN. This is back in the 70s. And he said, I'm, I'm, go- I'm the voice. I'm doing play-by-play for Penn football. You know Penn where they play over there, Luigi? Do you know where Penn plays? Uh, I've driven past it, yes. Franklin Field. <laughs> and so Dan calls me and says, listen, I want you to do be a part of the Penn Quaker football broadcast team 
And I said, absolutely, I'd love to. He said, we'll travel, we'll go to Yale, you know, we'll go to Harvard, we'll go to all these great Cornell, Ivy Leagues and right. places. And, of course, Franklin Field. And so that was great. Who do we have on the line now? Tony, we have the fabulous Vince from South Philly. Oh, you're talking who, about baseball historians. Who has personal Dan Baker knowledge. Is this breaking news? How are you? Hey, Tony. Yeah, I guess it's kind of breaking news. No, I was saying, like, he's such a nice guy. I've had the privilege of uh, meeting him in person, um, you know, when I used to, uh, you know, be in the press box a lot. But he, when my dad passed, he, he was kind enough to send me, like, a, you know, a mass card and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, he, just, I, he just always was a class act, and I, I'm glad, like, he's back, uh, you know, in the, in the uh, you know, Upright position. <laughs> yeah, you heard it. I mean, he went through a lot of things, and you heard it was, yeah. a, it was a sinus thing, a nasal thing. He had multiple surgeries, and, and everybody was worried about him last year. We called him to make sure he was all right last year and had him on the show. So uh, another legend. You know, you have, you have Lou Nolan, who's been the Flyers PA guy forever, too. And you think about this. Think about every single night when the team plays. you got to go out there. Now, again, you're not, you're not curing cancer, you know, but you got to go down there every night. And then Lou Nolan's been going to Flyers games and has been the PA voice of the Flyers from the Spectrum all the way through the Wells Fargo Center up until last night. He's there every night. It's amazing, that kind of dedic to have a job that long, year after year after year, is almost unheard of. Now, there's a lot of other people around the country, but I'm saying the future. For example, the Sixers, Matt Kaur does a great job now, right? But yeah, you look at this, yeah. there's been a whole bunch of guys doing it. Tom LeMain. You know, there have been a lot of different guys when they have different ownership groups. They make changes, including the PA announcer in the arena. And Lou Nolan, to his credit, Lou Nolan and Dan Baker right now, they are, they are the godfathers of local PA announcers. And it goes back to the great, the late great Dave Zinkoff, as I mentioned earlier. Sure. And, well, he, of course, everybody, you know, loves to, you know, uh, imitate Dan when he does, you know, the center fielder kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, like they have their own little distinctive uh, qualities that makes them endearing, too. And um, but also you were referencing the barber shop earlier. Um, I actually used to go get my hair cut there. Um, the, the fellow, the, the barber named John, he had retired last summer. Johnny's, yeah, John's barber shop. It was right yeah. across from uh, the the Columbus, not Columbus Square. Columbus was, Square. Columbus, Columbus Square. Square. Yeah. That, uh, that that playground right at the bottom yeah. at Thirteenth and Ward. Even that's yeah. that's on Luigi's neighborhood now. It's a couple it's right blocks from my house. Is that barbershop still there at 13th and Wharton? Yes. It's like the first store in. It's not it at the corner. It's right, like yeah, one it's store, the first store in. Yeah, but yeah. No, yeah, he retired last summer because he used to, I think he retired to Margate because he used to, I think, have a barbershop there. I don't know if he still does. But, uh, no, I used to go to him all the time. He was a great guy, John. And, uh, he got, you know, it's funny, too. Um, talk about a barbershop environment. It's almost like a who's who of famous Philadelphians would go in there, like cops, yeah. politicians. Mm-hmm. What was the actor you know? that you used to say that would go... No, or no, was that not, somewhere else? No, he didn't go into that barbershop. He went into a, a luncheonette. Oh. No, what's his face? Uh, the the guy who was in Quincy Medical Examiner, yeah. another Philly guy. Oh, Jack, Jack Klugman. Klugman. Jack Klugman. I used to see Jack Klugman at 15th and Federal. There used to be a luncheonette there. We called him, and he would go in there and have coffee. That's right. That's literally right down the street. From exactly. House. That's a block yeah. away from Luigi's place. Yeah. So a lot of Philly legends, and of course actors who come here and M Night, and these guys are all around town going to all the different functions. No, it's great to it's great to sit back and reminisce. And the one advantage of being old is that you, you remember stuff, or you hope to remember stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I still remember the 60s, so I'm not completely out of Some it yet. Some people don't remember things. What are you talking about? I'm not talking about uh, you. Oh, okay. And also, Tony, you know, with the barber, too, um, you know, talk about the kind of characters that used to go in there from the neighborhood. You know, there would be a guy in there, like, one day, like, you know, somebody, I guess, important came in, 
you know, and he was talking to John the Barber quite a bit, and the guy was like getting impatient. He goes, when are you going to cut my effing hair? You know, it's like he didn't wow. care. That, was the that kind would of be Luigi. Now, Luigi goes into these fancy uh, salons now. He pays $45, and he has all these hipster dudes waiting there with the straight razor to rip him off. Not like the old days when you go in and they would put the – it's like when you go to a gas station. Remember when they used to say, would you like me to check your oil? Right? Now they don't check anything. You barely get the gas pump for yourself. But do you like those? Do you like the hipster barbershop? Assassinated. <laughs> I have been very. Now it's like, just give me a haircut. I don't want to spend forty dollars for you to get out your thing and and pretend that you're like some fancy schmancy barber. thirty bucks is what a, what a haircut costs down it's here. An outrage. I mean, I, I miss living in the North. Do they even have supercuts or anything like it? Because that's supercuts. A... I don't want supercuts. But you're going to supercuts. Well, when you're out of work and you're like, don't have a lot of money. That's where I used well, to go. You put you put your money into things like that's your why pants. I shave my head. I just I don't have to worry. That you just imagine how much money I'm saving every year by not going to the barber and just shaving my head every couple of days. It's money that's why, you know, t- uh, Tony. Speaking of a barber shop, you know some of these chain places they were advertising like six ninety nine haircuts or something. Yes. I remember walking down the street and a local barber shop had a sign out front saying. Yeah, we fixed six ninety nine haircuts. You get what you pay for. <laughs> we fixed six ninety nine haircuts. I've seen those signs before. That no, he's right. Them. That he's is right. brilliant. Walk, hey. If it says walk-ins welcome, that means they don't have any business, right? right. Hey, Vince, spend, yeah. spend twenty five bucks once or what? Sports clips. Don't they have like strippers in there and like wine and shit and all that other stuff? You watch ESPN and get a bad haircut. It's all exactly right. right. They show you how the ESPN. They have all the talking head shows on all the monitors, and then you want the barber by the end of it. You want him to use a straight razor and cut right. your throat. Exactly. And get the hell out of there. Vince, always great to talk to you, buddy. Okay, Tony. Take care. Thank you. Sports clips. Have you been in sports clips? Never. Sports clips is awesome. I wish that I, – I think they do sometimes uh, offer special deals for women, but you don't want to have, like, a female uh, hairstyle done. If you're, like, do the short men's haircut, the hair- then you're fine. But they do, like, massages – Oh yeah, and they do the whole they, thing. They do a, like a wet towel. Not the not the one, not the kind of. They no, don't do no what, Ron, what Luigi had done. It is a, no. a as, as as the other neighborhood uh, stopping point, the massage parlor here. No, you don't get offered sex over there. No, you don't. G- G- Gianna twenty two one five says Luigi pays thirty dollars for a haircut, and that's what he gets. <laughs> <laughs> I call. It the I just go special. For, I walk in and say I need a little trim today. Right. And not and and they know what I mean. I don't do anything to it, man. I just get a two clip on the side and let it ride. That's it. Now you got to fix the hair. You got the, the sideburn thing. I don't know what's going on with the sideburn. What man. do you mean? It's like it's like, it's almost. They're points, man. You can't have points. It looks like it was. It looks like somebody did it wrong. No, they're points. Take you your gotta, take your headset off. Show everybody those sideburns. That's it. That's no. I hate to no, do it to points. you, man. We don't even have mutton chops I, on I the side. I hate to do it to a you, man. A man with no sideburns can tell me how to. You gotta have a little thickness there. No. These little, these little weasley little okay. lines over there. I agree that they're a, little, they're a little bit on the thin side, but I like them when they come down. I don't like yeah. it when they're when they're chopped off. They're, there's guys that like chop them off right by the above top of right. the ear. You gotta get the stupid. box. You gotta get the no. box. No, 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 no. The no, box. No. Uh, what's in the box? You gotta get it. The only the... box I'm worried about has nothing to do with haircuts whatsoever. <laughs> Says the guy who just had a bowl cut on his head. He said it looked good. Who, me? Yeah, you. That was a wig. Like, That's um, not how... I would never do that. You're, you're a priest. You're not supposed to be judging people. You should be forgiving people. Exactly. The fuck is that? Who? This is somebody's walk-on. Dean. That was Dean's new walk-on. This week in baseball. Nice. We're talking baseball. Hit We're talking up, baseball. Hit the up and post says, I tell my stylist, just give me the Larry Fine. Exactly right. That's it. Larry 
Give me the Larry Fine. Who, of course, was born here in Philly. Yes, he was. On South Street. Of course, his bar that they named after him is gone. It's gone. I can't believe that was that was an institution, man. Yeah. It's an outrage. Long, long what time. It is. South Street doesn't even look the same anymore, man. I went down there. Uh, just a few months ago, and none of the none of the same stores are there anymore. You go there every month, and there's all new stores, except Condom Kingdom. That's always that's forever. Be. Yeah, it's and that's a good sign. The fact that we can still have a condom store that uh, for the entire family on South Street is just showing that there are some people out there who are concerned about communicable diseases and not and and practicing birth control, right? And strap-ons and strap and that kind of, of stuff too. You got to pick one up while you're in there. You know what I'm saying? I hate. Meanwhile, and and seriously, has anybody ever seen? I mean, for those of you who do not know. How expensive those suckers are! Condoms if you want to, if you want to get into a really good <laughs> business, sexual toys are. I get people, mine for free. I don't have to people, worry about it. I know, crap. You know but what I'm saying? people pay hey, money for that crap. <laughs> I have, I actually have a satisfied customer from one of the. Remember, Robin's box we used to give away. Yeah. We had so much stuff sent I, to I us in LA. When we were moving. <laughs> Remember we had we, so many. Remember, remember when we were moving out of the, out of, out of Dockside? Well, yes. I was helping you move out of Dockside, and I was like, "Oh, what's this?" And I was like, "No, don't open that one." And I opened. I was like, "What is this?" We oh, give no. them away to our list. That's how much we care about yeah. our fans. Let's set this up. We gave them away as Christmas gifts, toys for the boys and girls. Exactly, it's the mostly gift, for the girls. It's the gift that keeps on giving to, the whole year long. Bef- before you moved that particular chest, and and I and like wrapped it up and 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 boxed it up. I had to explain. I was like, I didn't want you to open up the lid before I had a chance to explain why that particular chest was full of those particular products. Like, full. If you think we had a lot of boxes that we brought back from L.A., you should have seen what we had before we moved when we were consolidating. We were riding our bike and giving them out on Venice Beach to vagrants because they need need some loving, too. You know what I'm saying? They need the self-stimulation every once in a while. And and women needed p- women apparently needed to get rid of hysteria. I'm Padre Porno now. I'm padre going from porn. my Padre Bruno to Padre and porn. the Reverend, you know the Reverend, I the Reverend think, Reverend. I think it, it, I think men should start implementing that. Whenever a woman starts to get hysterical because they're really upset regarding something that you did, because men, you it's always your fault. You should say, "Honey, why don't I give you an orgasm? It'll make you feel better." And yes, do the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think this is a brilliant idea. Is Barbara on the boulevard the best? Boy, boy, oh, yeah. I guess. Just give her an orgasm. Offer to give her an orgasm. She can calm down. Robin, I have and, breaking NBA and news. Here. It, it also supports her immune system. You're doing a fantastic favor. I have breaking news from your team, your town. Your 76ers, Luigi. And that is? Oh, uh, ben it's a Simmons? medical update. It yeah. came out at 131, so we're a little behind because we had Dan on. But Ben Simmons' nerve impingement lower back continues to progress in his rehabilitation. He is receiving daily treatment and is gradually increasing the activities in his strength and conditioning program. You have a literal dumpster fire. Wait a minute, but wait, there's more. He will be reevaluated. Oh, God, here we go with the reevaluation story. In stories. three weeks. Three weeks! That's when they'll check again and reevaluate the situ blank and In three weeks, they'll be the seventh seed. <laughs> ben will be available to the media this evening at approximately 645 in the press conference area at the center. You notice they don't call it Wells Fargo Center because they, they, the they have their own banking deal. Uh, unfortunately, even Kendall Jenner will not be allowed to get to within eight feet of Ben Simmons tonight with the rest of the media. <laughs> so there you have it. This reminds me of, and the Sixers do this all the time. They did it with Markel. They did it with 
go back to what's his face when they signed him as the free agent. And uh, the guy from Andrew Bynum. Oh, Andrew Remember Bynum, yeah, Bynum came Bynum. in here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he should be ready. And with three weeks, we'll let you know. And then he never wound up playing, right? He never played again. And he was no, he was going out and playing billiards on he South was Street. He was, he was bowling. bowling. He was mm-hmm. playing billiards on 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 South Street, on Market Street, on Walnut Street. He was about that and then light. he never played. Then you had the Markel Fultz thing. Jaleel Okafor, the same thing. Actually, even with Joel Embiid, when he was first starting to get healthy, they were worried about his foot. They would say, "Okay, we're going to reevaluate." This is this reminds me of Markel Fultz. Now we already know Ben Simmons is a great player. Markel Fultz. You think Ben is, is more bust. hurt than what they're leading on? Well, yeah. When you say a guy's already in his daily treatment and strength and re- rehabilitation, I understand it. There's nothing wrong with that. The Everybody who's a in. Thing. The I know the back. Thing. Don't tell tell me about it. I've had impingements all over my body. Right. Don't impinge on my steelo, bitch. You know. So he's got a lower back and he's got a nerve impingement. But when he will be reevaluated, how about reevaluating him like every day? Right. How about once a week? When you say we'll reevaluate him in three weeks, that means, all right, we're sending the message out. If you're watching the Sixer game, you know he's not going to be. He should be in the facility every single day. And I'm day sure he season. is. I'm not, again, I'm not saying he's not working hard to get back. I'm not saying he's dogging it. I'm not saying he doesn't want to play. I'm just saying that when you say he'll be reevaluated in three weeks, to me, and I'm sure to a lot of people, what's the first thing you think of? Oh, shit, they're going to be three more weeks without him. Embiid is still out. Hopefully, he's closer to coming back. And you know they suck on the road. And so the question is, you mentioned it, are they going to continue to slip? Because they play great at home, even without those guys. They don't play great. They play well enough to win. And they're playing bad teams, and they beat bad teams. Yeah, but missing three weeks, you still – then you got to account for the fact that it needs time for him to get back up to game speed, too. Exactly. So it's not like, you know – It's not that he has to work on a shot. No, no. And, yes, the Flyers game last night, I was watching it. And breaking news, the Bruins are a great team. Yeah, they're not going to win every game, Flyers. They're the Relax. first team to 100. You know, they're the first team in the NHL that got to 100 points. Yeah, 100 points. Right now, they're technically the best team in the NHL. Tip your cap to Tuka Rask, too, man. He, he Absolutely. Played he played his Rask off last yep. night. Yes, he did. And you see the difference. You see the difference when you have you got guys like Patrice Bergeron. They have snipers on that team. Yes, they do. You know, Chara's still a beast in front of the net. Flyers were playing pretty well. They were out shooting them. They were winning all the faceoffs. But you see the difference between the Bruins and the Flyers. Remember, it was nothing, nothing. Flyers played well for two. They had shorthanded two, two-on-one breaks. Yeah. And, you know, they made the extra pass instead of taking late. the shot. They had a few chances late. And so they had it, but the, but the, but the Flyers had chances early. Mm-hmm. They didn't capitalize shorthanded. And that's the inexperience of younger players. And so I'm not making excuses. It was, it, it, and I, I tweeted out last night during the game. It was eerily quiet in that building last night. Now, I don't think people were worried about being in a large crowd with because of the coronavirus, you know, as 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 Bryce Harper said, you go out and live. You live, live your, your life. life. Man, live your now, life, if you man. know, like the entire city, entire South Philadelphia, everybody's positive for coronavirus, then you're not going to hang out in South Philly. But because one person somewhere in Center City has 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 tested positive, by the way, does that mean you're going to shut down everything? No, Some listen. The mayor shut have. down the St. Patrick's. Shut down. Cancel travel. Cancel everything, man. E three's canceled. The Houston Rodeo has been canceled. No. That's a bunch of horse shit right there. What about the animals? And speaking of animals, Robin, we have our daily, our feel-good story of the day. It's not all about negativity on this show. In fact, it's about positivity. And we do now a new feature every day. And it's usually just a little short thing, just a little taste for just a second. And today's, and today's animal video is going to be Yes, people are worried about themselves and their family and kids. But remember, kids, animals need to be safe, too. You love your doggy. We love our cats. Mm-hmm. 
This is what you do when you have an animal, ladies and gentlemen, and you want to make sure they're copacetic. So let's sing the song. Animals, 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 animals. Unfortunately, the soda tax has not been canceled here in Philadelphia. Thank you, Bob. Now watch these two little cute animals. It starts off, they're on little swings. Are they Pomeranians? What are they? No, no, no. They look like poodle mixes of some kind. So these are cute little dogs, all dressed up. And then when they go around the two little swings... Because you know that your dogs can catch the coronavirus. Yes. It is, it is uh, human to animal transferable. Right. I always like try to find the, the best animals available. I mean, like we, we, we caught it we from have, animals. You know what I say on this keto diet? We have. Where the hell is it? I don't know. By the way... Wait a minute, Robin. We have the meat. The meat. So, yes, animals can catch the coronavirus. We don't know exactly. And this is I, safe I, animals. These two cute little dogs. One has a backpack on. <laughs> I, I know that I'm... And then they have masks in front of them. You like I that? know is that, that I'm totally yeah, stereotyping, adorable. but I am thinking that this is in China or Japan. Probably Japan, I thought there actually. was like a 13th and Wharton down there. Or maybe down near Gino's, which is Capitolo Playground. You know where that playground is, right across from Gino's? Yeah, that's where that's uh, Capitolo. Those guys to play ball all the time. Cap- then there's more likely this is Japan. Japan, they are they 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 I, humanize I, their pets a lot. Moshi moshi. They are constantly putting them in in little. Not that Americans don't do this as well, but overwhelmingly. I can't believe they're sitting just so well behaved. Yeah, they're enjoying it. You get a they're swingers. It's called what training. <laughs> it's called good training, Luigi. Something that Penny needs. Now that's the one. Training. The one dog, the one dog has a backpack of what is that? What, what, what's it's the, the um, sad thing is later on it's gonna be low maintenance. Uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, what are the the, 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 the new? They giggle all the time. Who is you know? You got young kids, nephews. What? What kind? What backpack is that? Oh, that's the. Uh, uh, they did the minions. 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 There you go. There How you come go. I'm the oldest person here and I got to remember the minions? You're the youngest at heart, my friend. Jesus. Minions. Christ. Minion, minion, minions. No, Scrapple Joe. Capitolo, I had some of that on my charcuterie board last night. <laughs> it's charcuterie. charcuterie. Now, Tony, didn't we have another update regarding... We got to do our uh, our Gronk update. Yes. Oh, God, I, I saw this. This is huge. Yeah, it is huge. This is huge, ladies and gentlemen. You know, Gronk, give him credit, though. The guy, the guy has fun. You know, he played nine years in the NFL, right? That's three Super Bowl rings. Going to the Hall of Fame. Nine seasons. He's on the all 100 team. Yeah. So he's one of, one of the 100 greatest players. You know, they tried him as a broadcaster, but sort of like Pat McAfee, they both know their stuff, but most of their stuff is is like good, fun stuff. Right. They don't want to do the, yeah, you know, if you look at this, and this guy went out here, and this guy ran a Z, and the other guy ran a K, and they ran away. They're X and O guys. They're X and O, but they know X's and O's, obviously. Right. But they're more fun guys. They want to show you that they, they enjoy what they're doing. So Gronk, don't play the video yet, Robin. Oh, sorry. So Gronk, word gets out today that he is now close to finalizing a deal with the WWE. As a wrestler? Could be on SmackDown, they're saying, as early as next Friday, March 20th. Now, we do know that he has dabbled. With the WWE. Remember WrestleMania yep. 33? Did you buy that or did you uh, like illegally? Uh, I went nowhere near that. Time. Re- Re- WrestleMania 33. He was still playing back at the time for the Patriots. This is 2017. He's sitting in the stands. Of course, this wasn't prearranged. Gronk happened to be there with his buddies at WWE WrestleMania 33 2017. And then all of a sudden, the announcers are shocked and dismayed. 
as he goes through security, jumps over the jumps over the fence, and goes into the ring. Let's go I to the tape. No, not that one. No, let's, let's play the JR. real tape. That's Jr. I love Jr. You know that. He's yep. proud of the show. Talking trash. And the, the referee's over there. They're trying to keep him from coming over the wall. He needs to work on his face, though. He wasn't able to keep the smirk. Oh, look, he throws a beer oh. in the opponent. And of course, his buddy is Mojo Rawley. Watch, watch what happens. Oh, and now. Wait a minute, you gotta watch this guy. WW, it's WrestleMania. Listen, there's just one bit of advice I'm gonna give the Gronk before he steps into that What's ring. that? But to be the man, <laughs> you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. Woo! Gronk is a wrestler. But Jesus that was in the Christ. video that I wanted to show you. I wanted to show you the part where he jumps over the, over the wall. The security's trying to hold him back. And then he takes off his hat and his shirt, and he goes into the ring and just rams the guy. What's going to be his finishing move? A, miss, a, a drop ball in the, in the end zone? No, it's going to be he's going to take a deflated football right. and then stomp on it. And then Tom Brady comes in and breaks his neck because he's 43 and he shouldn't be running into stupid rings at WrestleMania at age 43. Jesus. That's not the finishing move, Robin. I want to, here it is. I want to see the part where he goes is into this. this okay? Oh, yeah, I don't want to see the shit. I want to see him come out of the stands and perform his signature move. Is it a, what's he, spear him or something? No, he just, I could do that again at my age. But this is good because the opponent of his buddy, Mojo Rawley, you know, is kicking his ass. Now watch this. Now here it comes. I don't even know who the uh, who his opponent was. So he starts drinking the beer, whoever his opponent was. Oh, and then he throws it back at Gronk, but it was empty, so he didn't wet him. Now Gronk's pissed. Isn't that the same shirt he was wearing in the other? This is the same thing, Robin. No, it's no, a different it's not. It's event. Different event. No, here it is. Now this is WrestleMania third. Now he comes over the ring. Look. And here's security. Here's security. This is the WrestleMania one. Now watch what happens. People tell him, yeah, get back in there. Get back into the stance. So he like, takes his cap off. He pulls his shirt off. He's got a white beater on. Wait a minute. A paid fan cannot just walk into the ring. I don't care if it is Gronkowski. What an outrage. He may be the greatest tight end in the NFL, but he is a paid fan. Oh, he's pretty the relaxed over there. Royal Tail, what is Gronkowski? Watch, watch this. Watch this move. It's the biggest event Gronk's ever been involved in. And he gets in the three-point stance. WrestleMania. Gronkowski's in the ring. He's setting up. Boom. And then he does the hit, watch the foot stomp. He's got the foot stomp down. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. You want to keep it real, you keep it real with me. I ain't for no game. That's the way you come in and finish, and you help your tag team partner. Yeah. I said, man, security sucks at this Jesus. How can a paying fan be allowed to do that and go in the ring? Oh, my God. Oh, the humanity. Can you smell what the Gronk is cooking? You got, whether you like it or not, wrestling is big. It's huge. 
George Kittle, you see him in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, he he loves they all well. love that shit. And, and he already has the perfect WWE name, Gronk. Exactly. Gronk. Tell me Gronk's not a natural in WWE. <sighs> this is a sport that needs personalities, right? There's a lot of guys out there, what do we call them, jobbers. Right. You know, they try to be stars, but they're not. And then there's a lot of guys who just the take the ball. Gronk's the flat-out goofball, man. It, 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 yeah, it but that's last. what they want. It won't last. Uh, I you bet mean, you won't. won't. I'm not, he's not going to be the WWE champion. He's going to go last. in the rest. For example, you know what's coming up in Boston this summer? Uh, summer Slam. Summer Slam. In Boston. This is all, guess by, by the way, this is all scripted. Of course, Tony. He's not going to be on every Friday night on SmackDown, although he may it's be. scripted? So he's going to come out what? on March 20th. Here's, here's the plan. Let me give you my little inside wrestling here. Because we don't know him. I know there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there. Gronk will make his appearance as he signs this deal. Next Friday night, unless the coronavirus shuts everything down. WWE Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. Gronk goes into the ring and does something. Causes some shit to happen. Then everybody's saying, wow, Gronk. Because he's got a signed deal. And then SummerSlam coming up in Boston this summer. In August. Mark the tape. Well, no, no, that's, that's common knowledge. Everybody knows when SummerSlam is. Right. It's no, set. I'm just saying your prediction. It's a lock. It's not even a prediction. This is so obvious. All right, well, even even a, a caveman can figure it we'll, out. We'll have to tune in to see if you're right, Tom. You get it? Boston, SummerSlam, Gronk. I, I, I comprehend. Tony, I have breaking news. Tickets in the stadium. You have breaking news? I have breaking news. We already have a first request for you as a wedding officiant. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm documented. But now I do not have the actual certificate in the frame yet. I don't have my That's minister. I don't have my formality. minister parking pass. Work around the permit. It's fine. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Well, let me ask a question. You know, because I do get a minister uh, parking parking thing you put on your mirror. Do I get a ticket if I have if I have that minister parking? Pendant? I don't know what the rules are for clergy parking. How the hell are you going to give a man of God a ticket for God's sake? Easily. <laughs> I mean, if you park somewhere residential. You could technically be administering. Uh, I'll be the administering faith. last rights to any PPA guy who was giving me a ticket. Final rights, exactly. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be bringing my extreme yeah. unction oil, you and I put that little cl- sign of the cross on his lousy, so, No exactly good, right. rotten. <laughs> there, extreme unction. We have, That's underused. We have a request already. There's nothing set yet. There's not even a, you have a date? Uh, there's not even a date or, or, or even a woman in play yet. How about a DJ? Do they have a but, DJ or what, Luigi? DJ band, or DJ, beat your band. Band, DJ, band, But one DJ. of our very good friends, I'm not going to name the name right now, but one of our very good friends. Uh, Trevor from the 203, is he getting married who, finally? He said that when the day comes and he gets remarried, he wants to have you officiate. So it's kind of an open-ended request. Will there be challenge flags but. during through, through, through this wedding? <laughs> Upon further review, this is out of bounds. And now Trevor from the 203 checking. Luigi, let's go to Boston for SummerSlam. Road trip, baby. Road trip. Yeah, I don't think so. You haven't even been to Boston, have you? I've not been to, Bo- I'm, go I'm to Boston. I'm going soon. I was going to go next week. Now, possibly. you're supposed to go to Boston in the springtime. Mm-hmm. Please come Boston to Boston. In the spring. No, that's not the song, Robin. I know, but I just thought I would. You don't remember that song? Please come to Boston. Please come, come to, to Boston. Boston Stop yes. the hammering. See, now I got to play it. I know. Who did that song, Robin? 
please come to Boston. That's not the Carpenters, is it? No, it's a dude. It's a dude. Jesus Christ. Please come to Boston. It's one of those wimpy, uh, wimpy dudes. I don't remember. There's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. I'm kidding. I just hit it by accident. What do you mean? I drop. I'm sorry. Rambling boy, don't you come around. Denver. Dave Loggins from Loggins and Messina. Remember Loggins and Messina? Your mama don't dance and your daddy Daddy don't don't rock rock and roll. roll. Yes. But Dave Loggins had a solo career, too. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. No, Dave Loggins and Kenny Messina. No, it's Kenny Loggins and Dave Messina. But there's a Dave Loggins, too. Okay. Dave Loggins. (laughs) Who the fuck is that guy? I know. Get it right. How can you Bring not Bring the know? damn song up, Robin. I can't believe to... that I corrected Tony Bruno right. No, it's Bruno Kenny Loggins names. and Dave Messina. Holy crap. This but is this a is first. this is Dave Loggins. I got confused. Give me... That's my Joe Biden moment for the day. Here's this song. Remember this? Send this one out to all the ladies in Boston. Bean Town, baby. Just don't eat too many beans before you come I've to had... Wait, listen, Robin. For the springtime, see? I'm staying here with some friends and they've got lots of room. Lots of room, bitches. Unlike us. And you can sell your paintings on the sidewalk. In a cafe. By a cafe where I hope to be bombing soon. Hey, shut the fuck up and go outside, all right? Wait, I want to get to the... I want to get to the... When he cranks it up. No. This is bad. Would you come home to me? And she said, and she said, I want winners. Why don't you come around? Boston ain't your kind of town. There ain't no gold and there ain't nobody like me. Because I'm the number one man. I'm the number one man. Beautiful man. The man from Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, this segment is weak, according to Steve Falcon. And oh, we're sorry, S. Falcon 39. Give him one of those. I won't do it. This we sucks. We're going to pro- <gasps> song is making me you, weak, bro. You need to tattoo yourself blue like that dude That's yesterday. That's why they don't want that... you in Boston. You, don't, you can't just appreciate the great Boston songs. Did you like the band, Boston? Gianna 215. I put my clothes back on if this dude sang this <laughs> song. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm I saying. didn't say it was panty-dropping music. I said it was hippie shit back in the day it's where everybody granola. had big apartments. Before they lived in their moms and went back in their mom's basement, they were hanging out. They actually got apartments. No, the Twitch board is spoken, man. This song sucks, bro. It does suck. I didn't say it was a good song. We got to do something to live. You know what is good, though? It's not a song, but it is a recorded (laughs) segment of one of your very favorite comedians. And it's totally pertinent. You're absolutely right. This this moment calls for this. And I, I miss this man so, so very much. Whom you got to meet personally. I did. You knew I got personally. to meet I'm him so mad in the last couple of him. years of his life. And I've met so many people, whether it's politicians, whether it's entertainers, singers, dancers, rock musicians. What don't you oh, say? The man on the street. Everybody. I love people. But this guy was not just a great comedian. He was a sage. He was a genius. Now, if you're offended by bad language... Then mute your yes. audio right this now. This is not safe for work. NSFW. Well, it should be because it's like 21 years old. No, the language. You, if you're in an office somewhere. Okay, maybe. And you actually are working and you're not in school. Put and your headphones on or yeah. turn it down. Earmuffs. Earmuffs, Earmuffs. 
because this is the brilliance. Are we playing the whole thing? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give you six minutes. And the reason why we're going to play the whole thing That's what she said. is yeah. because the whole thing is applicable to Now remember, this, po- this is 1999. Yeah. George Carlin in a comedy special basically telling everybody then in his comedic way what kind of assholes we would be 21 years later in 2020 when it comes to being pussies. Let's go to the tape. Of reducing your liberty and reminding you that that's they not the beginning of it, Robin. Anytime they- What's the matter with you? Okay, there Here we, we go. go. Sorry. It's just one more way of reducing your liberty and reminding you that they can fuck with you anytime they want, as long as you put up with it. Damn right. As long as you put up with it. Which means, of course, anytime they want. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing, germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from? in this country. Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans are, they panic easily, so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous and it goes to ridiculous lengths in prisons. Before they give you a lethal injection, they swab your arm with alcohol. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's true. Well, well, they don't want you to get an infection. And you can see their point. Wouldn't want some guy to go to hell and be sick. (laughs) They'll take a lot of the sportsmanship out of the whole execution. Fear of germs, why these Fucking pussies. <laughs> you can't even get a decent hamburger anymore. They cook the shit out of everything now because everybody's afraid of food poisoning. Hey, where's your sense of adventure? Take a fucking chance, will you? You know how many people die in this country from food poisoning every year? 9,000. That's all. It's a minor risk. <laughs> Take a fucking chance, bunch of goddamn pussies. <laughs> Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? (laughs) I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. (laughs) Now, Let me tell you a true story about immunization, okay? When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River, and it was filled with raw sewage, okay? (laughs) We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. (laughs) 
And at that time, the big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. <laughs> it strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw shit. <laughs> so, so personally, I never take any special precautions against germs. I don't shy away from people who sneeze and cough. I don't wipe off the telephone. I don't cover the toilet seat. And if I drop food on the floor, I pick it up and eat it. <laughs> I eat it. Yes, I do. Even if I'm at a sidewalk cafe in Calcutta, <laughs> the poor section, on New Year's morning during a soccer riot. <laughs> And you know something, in spite of all that so-called risky behavior, I never get infections. I don't get them. I don't get colds, I don't get flu, I don't get headaches, I don't get upset stomachs. And I, you know why? Because I got a good, strong immune system, and it gets a lot of practice. My immune system is equipped with the biological equivalent of fully automatic military assault rifles with night vision and laser scopes. And we have recently acquired phosphorus grenades, cluster bombs, and anti-personnel fragmentation mines. So, when my white blood cells are on patrol, reconnoitering my bloodstream, seeking out strangers and other undesirables, if they see any, any suspicious-looking germs of any kind, they don't fuck around. <laughs> they whip out the wexen, weapons, they wax the motherfucker, and deposit the unlucky fellow directly into my colon. <laughs> into my colon. There's no nonsense. There's no Miranda warning. There's none of that three strikes and you're out shit. First defense, bam, into the colon you go. All right, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Now there's still a little bit left. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. And speaking of my colon, I want you to know I don't automatically wash my hands every time I go to the bathroom, okay? Can you deal with that? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You know when I wash my hands? When I shit on them. That's the only time. That's the only... And you know how often that happens? Tops, tops, two, three times a week. Tops, <laughs> tops, Maybe a little more frequently over the holidays, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll tell you something else, my well-scrubbed friends. You don't always need a shower every day. Did you know that? It's overkill. Unless you work out or work outdoors or for some reason come in intimate contact with huge amounts of filth and garbage every day, you don't always need a shower. All you really need to do is to wash the four key areas. Armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. <laughs> Got that? Armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. In fact, you can save yourself a whole lot of time if you simply use the same brush on all four areas. <laughs> That's the end, Robin. I know. Right. Oh, I'm getting there. How oh, great was that? Oh, my God. Even Luigi actually looked away from his phone and his, and his watch long enough to enjoy George Carlin. I love Carlin, man. The greatest man. My favorite. Now, Cujo knows there's no cursing in the chat room, but this. Yes. George I, I Carlin listen, is I allowed totally to do understand. anything. And we said that there was not safe for work. But that's genius right there. That's now remember one of the things you have to keep in mind. That was filmed in 1999. That was two years. That, that was twenty-one two, years ago. Yeah, 21. but that was two years before 9/11. Right. Yeah. 
And so, obviously, things changed. And after that, security had to be increased. The whole world changed. But don't sneeze on me now. Do you I got the virus or I what, man? Right. I, I, I hope I do. Why? I don't know. Just so I can say I had it. Everybody's well, you know, I had it. AIDS I'm once, and I got afraid. over it. You know what I mean? I, got, you, I get over it. I had the AIDS. I got over that. It's sick. You work through it. It is what it is, man. Exactly right. What the fuck? I'm going to a party tonight. Sorry. I'm going out in public tonight. Good. Yeah, we're glad. We were we were waiting for it to get canceled due to everybody being so freaking scared. And I don't go out to parties now, much. Now, look, we're not downplaying the seriousness of the coronavirus. We do know that it is affecting many, many people all over the world. Uh, but there's a lot of overreacting. Yeah. A lot. All over social media. It's crazy. Uh, if you are 80 years or over, exactly. you have to take a lot more precautions. Even if and, you're over 60. And in Italy, that is how come Italy has been so bombarded because they have the highest concentration of oh. elderly Do they really? in the world. Yes. Yes. Their average age is like 46.6, whereas the United States is uh, 21, 28.4, something like that. So they're, they, they have a much higher... Um, elderly community. Yes. And they're the ones... And 80% yeah. of the people who are dying of the coronavirus in Italy are over the age of 80. So you're seeing signs now. I don't know all the answers. I do know this. If you're elderly, like my mom, I worry about my mom. Yeah. I tell my sister, my, well, they don't go out anyway. So. Right. I would worry about my mom. I mean, exactly. Now, because she's, I worry so she's about me. Yeah. What about me? I'm 67. You're, you're a yeah, priest, you're maybe, right? You're man of the cloth. I'll bless myself. You're man of the cloth. Tony. I'll put, throw a little holy water on myself. In fact, I'll do a couple of holy water shots tonight at this party. The PC party. I don't want to give up, give it up to the to the PC picks people. You know that Philly Current magazine. They usually give out good swag too. Yeah, it's not just the swag and the food and the booze. No, because we can't have the food. I could do some vodka. No, they we might. They might have the fabulous meatballs there again from uh, Pastaficio. Oh, Pastaficio. I was telling Luigi about Pastaficio. They're fantastic. And if they're they're the there. They're the greatest. No, because, you know, you're Italian. Your mom makes the meatballs when you grow up. I made some killer ones the other night. No, but I'm saying you're used to your mom's meatballs when yes. you grow up Italian. And so when she makes the meatballs, you always love them. Right. And then, you know, you go to a neighbor's house, a family member, they make good meatballs. Okay. But a lot of times you don't know if it's going to be a good meatball. Right. I mean, it's hard to screw up a meatball, you would think, right? Mm. But some meatballs aren't as good as others. So I don't like store-bought meatballs. But so they had pasta fish here. That's where it was. Yeah. It was one of the PC Current Magazine Now, I know parties. that a lot of meatballs have um, breadcrumbs like some more than others, the pasta fish meatballs don't have as many. No fresh. fillers. They don't want. It's like crab cakes. They they get a crab cake and it's, it's all filler. So you're okay it's with eating l- veal then? No, no, it's no not, I'm not it's eating not any veal. Because a good veal. meatball is veal, pork, and beef. You know that, right? Mm, yeah, because every time shot. you eat a good meatball from those places, they're they using use the, they pork. use the Trinity. They're using the Holy Trinity. But I gotta ask. So I'll ask the people. You pasta fish. That's a problem. You hypocrite. Look at you. I didn't realize that there was veal in there. Now that you know, will you boycott the meatball? I might have to. You have to, Robin. I'm going for it tonight. I'm sorry, little baby calves. Uncle Tony needs some meat. Right. Because you can to, eat it's meat. It's a sacrifice. You're sacrificial. I'm sacrificing. See, I make my meatballs without veal. I make yeah. it with other, and they taste just as good. Yeah, you don't have to use all three meats to make a good meatball. So right. I'm going to Most ask, commercial ones barely have beef in them, let alone I will veal ask, and pork. Yeah. If, if Pastaficio is there again tonight, I will ask their representative if the meatballs have veal in it. And if there's veal, I won't have any. If there's none, if there's no meal, veal, then I will have one. And they're humongous, big. They are huge. They're they are so huge delicious. balls. They are the biggest balls I've ever seen. Not sweaty balls. Dean Just is saying, Luigi, meatball. you shouldn't have said anything until tomorrow after I ate the veal. I won't be here tomorrow. Oh, that's right. You're I not going to be here. That's right. By the way, I have breaking news. 
This from Eric Cohen, our insider, our not only our we'll Lyft do it live. and Uber insider, great friend of the show, a man who worked with Dan Baker and spotted for him at many of the sporting events. If the Sixers are told to play in an empty arena, NBC Sports Philadelphia will be using a laugh track instead of the generic crowd noise with no fans in the building. (laughs) 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 It sounds really rude when it's coming out of your mouth, though, like your, your, like, condescending laugh. (laughs) That's a genuine Kendra laugh right there. That's the real deal. Sadly, that is her real laugh. (laughs) But, yeah. Now, John McMullen. Another great guy, right? Media guy, NFL insider. He tweets, so I I can go to the grocery store, out to eat, the movies, and a bar or two, but sports events or anything generating over 999 people is a hard no. I'm sorry, but our society is lost. And I agree. I'm not saying if if you're compromised, if you have have, uh, lung issues or chest issues or emphysema or any of those other problems. But I agree with George Carlin. I was always one of those moms that allowed my kids to pretty much do anything if they got dirty. Ah, well. Not my mom. Um, I was never worried about like, oh, my gosh, you know, don't stick that back in your mouth kind of thing. It's still the five-second rule forever. Yep, yeah. Five-second rule. The five-second rule has been, ha- and my has kids been are in really, effect really since Moses implemented them, back in the, implemented them back in the day when he broke the tablets. And then there was a little morsel, but the tablets were made out of bread. People don't realize that. They weren't stone. Nobody used stone no, tablets. No, no, no. Come on. Hey, Tony, before we go. We're not ready to go yet. We, got, we, got, we have 15, 17, 17 minutes You still. give us 17 minutes, we'll give you the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or as we like to, Does you know, somebody? Pursue. Does anybody want me to still go to um, um, Florida? Florida real quick? Might as well. Yeah, and then I got to do an NCAA big oh, dance update. Why don't you do that first so I can go pee, and then we'll go to Florida. All right. You got to bring the keto stick in there, or you're just going to do it raw? Are you in ketosis right now, Robert? Yes, I we am. are. Okay. We are heavily into ketosis. Dude. Thank you for right. cigars, by the way, Tom. You're welcome, man. I'll get into these tonight. Smoke them while you got them, bro. Absolutely. Smoke them while you got them. But you know what we have right now? We're dancing right now. You know what I'm saying? I hate you. This is what we're doing. Baby! You know how many teams are already punched their tickets, Luigi, as they like to say this time of the year? Four. No. Six. Really? Six teams are in. And, of course, college tournaments going on now all week during the day. Villanova shit the bed yesterday in the Big East tournament. They're still going to be in, but they're going to be, what, four seed maybe? Three or four uh, seed? Probably a four. We love the number four. But anyway, you know who got in last night? Who? Bob Morris. You know Bob Morris. We call him Robert Morris. I call him Bob. Bob Morris. Robert Morris beat St. Francis of Pennsylvania to win the Northeast Conference automatic bid. That's up at K&A. They play their games, weather permitting, and if they can clear the hypodermic needles from the basketball court in time. Game pending. Game pending. Northern Kentucky. You know who the Northern Kentucky team's nickname is? Uh... You know what league they're in? Uh, the, the SWAC. No, come on. That's Southwest Athletic Conference. That's the SWAC, Jack. They're in the Horizon League. Oh. Isn't that a plumbing service that comes in and fixes Horizon? your yes, toilets? Yes, it is. it is. I see the trucks all the time. So they won their third Horizon League in the last four games. They bid Illinois-Chicago. Northern Kentucky is in. Hofstra. 
Hofstra, and we just learned some some knowledge yes, about Yes, not the Flying Dutchman of Hofstra, because somehow Flying Dutchmen are racist now. I, I'm so insulted. You know what the Hofstra team's nickname is? We just, I just found this out The earlier. Pride. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get that either. Pride is animals, lions. There's a pride of lions. You get it? Ah. I get Native American names and things like that. But the Flying but Dutchman is the, awesome. The Flying Dutchman... They wouldn't have had a. They would have had to reduce one pirate of the, pirate to the Caribbean movie without the flying Dutch. And not only that, Hofstra is a Dutch name. Exactly, but, Tony. We didn't give one out the entire day. My board just died. I got one right here. Should we give this out to Hofstra? Listen, no, I got a lot of friends up there. I got a lot of friends up there on Long Island. Hofstra hasn't been in the big dance since two thousand and one. So I, I'm happy for the kids. You know our buddy Tommy uh, Pro, real Tommy yeah, Pro. Yeah, he's from Hofstra. He's a high. He was going crazy last night on Twitter. He put, puts a video. The Hofstra fans are happy. I'm not blaming the fans. I want to know which Stunard, which Thruns, up there at Hofstra University decided that the Flying Dutchman, in any way, shape, or form, was offensive. Robin's a Flying Dutch woman. Right? Does she give a shit? No. So I want to know from somebody from Hofstra to tell me. I know Joe McHale is the coach. He did a great job. At Niagara. Remember when Niagara, Joe McCallick was the coach there? Yep. Done a great job. I won a lot of money on Niagara. The North, Northern Kentucky, no, not Stallion Genitalia. They haven't Jesus changed their name. Christ, Stallion. Stallion Genitalia. <laughs> I heard the opener for Beck this weekend. It's the, it's the, it's the Northern, Northwestern, Northern Kentucky Hilltoppers. That's Western Kentucky. No, that's Western Northern Kentucky's the Hilltoppers. What's Northern Kentucky then? I know it's full of moonshiners and shit, but... <laughs> Are you sure it's the Western Kentucky yep. Hilltoppers? Yeah, I know the Golden State Warriors are going to be playing in an empty arena. I'm, well, the only reason they weren't playing in an empty arena most of the season because it's a brand-new arena and people were forced to buy season tickets so they wouldn't lose their seats next year when they get their best players back. And let me continue now. It's the Northern Kentucky Norse. Norse. Yes. This is it right here. Norse. Not the noise. The Norse. The Norse. So they're like Vikings. Isn't that yeah. what a Norseman is? Yes, and that is the um, Norse anvil. And Western Kentucky the, the hilltop, anvil like I said. I'm not sure is the uh, for the Northern Kentucky Norse. Right. <laughs> we can't put it over. Yeah, it looks good that way. No, it looks <laughs> good. You look good. The Northern yes, Kentucky. So, you, so Dean, I got to give Dean one of these. Mr. College Basketball, Mr. College Sports. Give me, give him one of those. He knew what it was. He said there were. He said Western Kentucky hilltoppers. Did he not? I don't know who said it. I know it's the, it's not Western Kentucky. I do know that Northern Kentucky are the stallion genitalia. I know that. Dean wrote Hilltoppers. You look like Flavor Flav. <laughs> anyway, let's continue with our NBA inside the big dance. Jim Nance not available right now. He is hiding in the butler cabin. Uh, and he is afraid to say "Amen corner, amen corner," because he's made he might infect people. Unless yeah, but, unless I need to go but down. But you there. respect when people say "Amen." Now. I can go down the "Amen corner." You know what I don't have in here? What? The oh, master Steve. I have it, but my board's dead. What's the matter with you, man? My, Let me continue with the NBA here. Wrap up, though, please. We're it's, dancing, man. You keep stopping yourself. No, I stopped because <laughs> the theme ran out. Let me get back to the CBS College basketball theme, already in progress. Onions! Onions! Now let's continue. I gave you Bob Mars, I gave you Northern Kentucky, I gave you Hostra. North Dakota State! 
Oh, the pride of Carson Wentz. No, he was South Dakota State, wasn't he? North Dakota State crushed North Dakota by 33 in a biblical beatdown. This is a conference championship game. How does North Dakota State lay a beatdown on North Dakota? 30, what was the number in that game, by the way? Uh, I have no idea. And they clinched the Summit League. They have reached the mountaintop we have when you clinch the, the Summit League. And then finally, Gonzaga, the Zags, Zags. back on the beam. Remember, they were first, there were so many teams in first place, number one this year. Gonzaga's up and down. Gonzaga's there every year. They're the, somebody wrote, they are the Narnia of college basketball. The Narnia, the Narnia of college <laughs> basketball. <laughs> yeah, I was right on that. On, on By West. the way, the Sansom Street Gyms Rec team is known as the Bottom Toppers. Yeah. Oh, now come on. Jeez. <laughs> the Bottom Toppers. Isn't there the Top Bottoms? What's, yes. the, what's the group that uh, your son Christian likes to go see? The top bottoms, no. the bottom soggy bottom dollars, or the soggy dollar bars, the uh, foggy bottom Something guys. Bottoms. I forget. I, don't, I have no idea. I've never. There's heard like of some it. hot. Uh, what do you call it? indie group? I don't really follow it, man. So I wouldn't know. You're not an indie dude, bro. Nah, bro. You don't go down to the TLA with Rube and Mike Missinelli down the TLA theater and not get woke. loose in the mosh pit and shit. Not woke enough. No, the Zags are good. I mean Gonzaga. Mark Few just cranks out great team Absolutely. after great yes, team. So they will they get a one seed now is the big question because they beat St. Mary's from Gonzaga from uh, from where Maraga. Have Maraga. you been to Maraga? I Robin and I have been up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maraga. Maraga. I call it Maraga up there in Northern California. It's the campus is like in the middle of nowhere up there. You got to find it. Yeah, it's a great school. They get all those Dutch not Dutch guys. They get all those uh, Australian guys Australian up there. Australian guys, okay. Patty Mills. They got all the great Australian players that go to Moraga, to St. Mary's. St. Mary's got smoked last night by 18. Damn. To win the WCC. Not the JCC. That's the no, Jewish JCC. Community Center, where there's always a great basketball game on a Saturday morning in Margate. Not the JTP, which is the Town Posse. Exactly right. The West Coast Conference, Gonzaga. And now the question is, will Gonzaga get a one seed? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yale, of course, is the sixth team, but they got in earlier when they decided that they were not going to play their conference tournament in the the Ivy League. They used to always just pick the team that was the best team. They didn't have a conference tournament. Then they saw everybody else was doing a money grab. what's up? You're over there shaking your head. Who wouldn't want to go there? To where? Moraga? I love that campus. It's St. Mary's, but it's in Moraga. Yeah, St. Mary's. I love St. Mary's. I've been there many times. It's beautiful. You think I'm just some slapdick who doesn't travel the country and go to all the great campuses? We all know why you love St. Mary's, don't we? Because you're a man of the cloth. Santa Maria. Right. Not Mongo Santa Maria. Mongo that's, Santa that's, Maria. Uh, that's a different Santa situation Maria. there. So anyway, so there's your six. Yale is the Ivy League champ. Harvard finished second, and they don't get automatic bids except for the number one team, unless the number two team. I don't know how good. Uh, I don't know how good Harvard was this year. We know one thing: Harvard's football team has a lot of good players, yeah, man. The NFL is littered with Harvard players and good ones too. More I don't more, mean like scrub walk-ons. Absolutely. Well, they usually do come out first up there in New England. No, I mean, they're a little more... No, no, no. I'm talking about they're a little more progressive. What's the matter with you, man? What's the matter with you? Now, Tony, I do have a question. But I have one more oh, thing, though. Robin, the basketball update is not over until I, I says so it. Until John, until <laughs> Until I says <laughs> Until either Dick Vitale or Raph comes in here and gives us one of those... Pa- or Gus Johnson Gus comes Johnson, in. Gus Johnson, when he comes in, shut it down. Oh, exactly right. So the other question about all these teams playing in empty stadiums and stuff. Now, the NCAA has not made a decision yet 
on whether they will play these. Because they're going to play. The tournament's one of the biggest events yeah. of the year. Yes. Right? It's the next Thursday and Friday is the, the two biggest everybody mails it in days because everybody has a pool. And so the question is, will CBS and Turner, who have the games, will they continue to have the games with empty uh, venues? Well, yes. Yeah. You have to. But here's the bigger question. Will the if they are empty venues and they play these tournament games yeah, yeah. with no fans in the stands, yeah. will that affect the ratings? And the answer is absolutely not. No, people no. still going to tune in. Because ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people who are watching this are watching it on TV or right. online only, on a this, device. This should actually increase viewership because all the people that would normally be there. Yeah, all the people that buy plane tickets to all these different cities. And and the people that are like quarantined, they're like staying at home rather than going out to bars. They're all going to be watching it. So more TVs. Do you know why ratings will be higher this year than they were before? Why is that? Because of this. Yeah, exactly. Because because of sports sports betting. Yeah. That's why. Because people will be watching and betting on live action on their phones. That's the reason why. They They can play it outside in the middle of nowhere. And people will still tune in because there will be people betting on it all over mm-hmm. the world. And they always have been. And now with the, now we want to congratulate the two newest states to enter the gambling sweepstakes. Uh, Indiana recently. Now, Indiana. America Samoa? Me. No, no, no. They didn't win. Oh, Bloomberg's going to open a book out there. I actually have a map. A very uh, – it's, 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 it's a fantastic map to give you an idea of all of the different states that I, are now part I, of it. I don't need that. I just want to give the latest. People who gamble know. They know that Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New Jersey, by the way, is still killing it. New Jersey's blowing away the entire country. 85% of the people who gamble in New Jersey do it online. Mm -hmm. 85% of the action going from New Jersey online. Indiana wants me, but I can't go back there. People really are lazy, aren't they? By the way, Indiana now has online sports betting, too. They're recent. 78% of all the bets placed in the state of Indiana online now michigan today michigan has legalized betting now a month ago they just passed the law house bill 496 now three months ago they passed the bill legalizing sports betting in the state of michigan three months later two sports books are opening today at the greek in greek town there's a sports book and that at mgm detroit two of the biggest casinos there the problem is you can only bet in those casinos because the online action in Michigan is not going to happen until probably next year. So they did it the other way around, like Pennsylvania did online first. And no, they no, didn't. No, 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 they did no, they didn't. They it did it New the Jersey. same way that Pennsylvania did. New Jersey did. did online first. Yes. But yeah. New Jersey had the casinos in Atlantic City. Right, 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 place. right. So the sports books in Michigan, they didn't even have sports books. So now, and the big deal about this for the people in Michigan, you know, Detroit, the MGM Detroit Greek town casino there, they're going to take in huge, huge bets because now you can walk in there and bet on the tournament. But you can't bet online, so you can't get your phone and bet in Michigan until next year. And so the bottom line is they did this three months ago, and the fact that they got this activated in Michigan now, those books and those casinos will be absolutely going crazy yep. because they got it just before the NCAA tournament's mad, you know, March Madness Absolutely. on Sunday, the pools. So this is a big deal. Again, if you don't gamble, you don't worry about it. But everybody bets, even if you don't know anything about basketball. That's the one thing. It's like Super Bowl block pools. 
Everybody buys a block in a Super Bowl block pool because yeah, yeah. you don't have to know shit You're about the sport. Throwing darts at the wall. It's not exactly. A big deal, right. Same thing with uh, with pools. You think you know when you get the seeds and you get your little. Yeah, office but you always pool. have everyone who just takes their alma mater if they went there. They're in the exactly. They'll put ten bucks on the win the whole thing. And then all these people who think they're going to get the perfect bracket and win a million dollars. Want to give him one of these? Exactly. How long do you think, Tony? It'll take for the in all states to be green on this map. A long time, because some of these states, as we talked about before, we had our gambling expert on at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. talking about not just gambling and betting and how to bet, talking about knowing the the upcoming states that are next online, and certainly New York is far behind. Well, in this particular map that you're seeing right here. In the green, what does that say? Green they is, canceled uh, St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> green is completely legal. They already have legalized betting. Right. Yellow is pending launch. Um, so those are the ones that already have the bills passed. You know, a lot of people can't even name those states by looking at that map. I can go back so that you can see which ones I are I know pending. what they are. I know, but you... So these are the ones that are pending. Um, Colorado, Illinois, Michigan, Montana, North Carolina, Tennessee. Those were the ones that legalized um, in 2019, and they're pending the launch. And some of them actually, as of today, just launched, like you said. Michigan launched today. Uh huh. Um, but I would be curious to see if at one point, how long? Uh, two how years, long? three years before the entire no, country. No, the entire country's not, because there are going to be know? places that will, first of all, there's states where there aren't a lot of people in it. Right. So the amount of money that you have to get, what will like happen name. is like a FanDuel or a FanDuel sports book will be legal in those states that are smaller, don't have big populations. Like Maine. Yeah, so those people in those states will eventually be able to go online. Because remember, when they had legalized gambling in New Jersey before we got it here in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you had to drive to New Jersey to go online and make a bet. Right? Yeah, yeah. right? Now you can make bets in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Delaware and the other states. So what will happen is the smaller states where they don't have a lot of casinos, you know, in the middle of nowhere, you're going to be able to go online once they legalize it and bet on the FanDuel app or the DraftKings well, app. I could see or any, like other a, a state like Utah, for example, because it is so heavily run Mormon. Uh, it wasn't until just recently that they kind of changed their drinking laws. They still have somewhat antiquated, right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, look, I mean, look at Connecticut. A lot of rich people. Connecticut's not going to have it. New York's, you know, New York is straggling. Connecticut has two Indian casinos. Great, beautiful places. Why would you not put sports books in those two casinos? It makes no sense. Makes no sense. And then you got Chris Murphy, the senator. All he does is sit on Twitter all day and complain about everything. Well, here's something interesting regarding those um, tribes, the the. Um, the Mashantucket Pequots. In New Mexico. Listen, I know two my Indian, Indian tribes. Two Indian casinos without sports betting? How? How the hell does that happen? Oh. This is, I, I have a Now, remember, feeling. that's uh, feathers, not feathers, not dots. The Indian tribal uh, gaming is going to change because here's the thing. In New Mexico, some we tribes we, are, now, we have wampum. We even, want action. Even though sports betting is not allowed anywhere else, New Mexico is allowed. Be, the, the tribes are offering New Mexico sports betting under an existing Class 3 gaming compact, which is what the tribal uh, leaders have negotiated with the United States. Um, Oregon, uh, um, similarly, are also the, the tribes there have begun operating sports books. So yeah, there's no doubt. Be I mean, remember, we were talking about California, the California Indian casinos are reluctant to allow online betting with your phone. They want people to come into their buildings right. and bet. And so they're going to and they're the ones who control this. They're the ones who are fighting the state saying, "Listen, 
we have this. It's our reservation. It's our land. And we want to have a sports book in here. But when they're fighting these to make it legal online, which is where the majority of the bets will come from, that's the holdup in states mm-hmm. like California. Same thing with New York. Same thing with Connecticut. And so slowly. Dean says it's going to be 48 states. I think all 57 states will eventually have casino games. American Samoa, I believe Bloomberg will go over there and open a beautiful casino. And then The Rock will be there for the grand opening. And then they'll bring out all the great Samoans, the Samoan brothers, the Samoan Joes, the wild Samoans. Then they'll bring in the Fijians, Mountain Fiji. They'll bring in Fiji water, and everybody gets a free bottle when they go up to the table. It's a three ninety nine All day long. All day. It's actually worth more than a lot of the alcohol drinks they pour in these casinos. Yeah, it is. The water's worth more. That Fiji water, because that's set from the source. Mm-hmm. That's I the love world's Fiji most... water. Now, I love the ads, too. With the little girls like, yeah, coming from the, the greatest places on this freshest source on earth. Trevor you know from I the mean? 203 says, Connecticut will be dead last. Lock it in as a lead pipe lock for sports gambling, Tony. By the way, this one in from 916. If Anthony Gargano, a friend, is great. tested as one 1,000th Native American, he'd be Chief Tuckabo. Exactly. Oh, come on, man. That's pretty weak. Oh, man. Oh, come on, bro. Come on, man. That's classic. You 4 for 4 guy, by the way? No. Yeah, I am. I'm not a 5 for 5 guy, though. Who's the team you're not following? The Union. You were you anti-union guy? I'm anti-union. You want me to get in the face like Joe Biden did to yeah, that guy yeah. yesterday, that union guy that in was uh, great. Detroit? That was great. I need to. You give asked him. you what did he, what did he call him? An asshole? Yeah, something. And then like he that. said, "You're you're uh, what did he call him? You're a crumb creep." No, no, not a crumb creep coward. <laughs> that would have been funnier. It would. He called him. No, he said he said um, well he he threatened to take him outside. <laughs> You want to go outside? But you know what's even worse? Yeah, so that, that, you know how many even, people have been threatened to take people outside? You know what's even worse than what he said to the guy? Is that his yeah. assistant, female, when, when she was trying to like get him out of the situa- situation, he turned to her and goes, shush, not once, but twice. Shush. Shush. Imagine me saying shush to Robin. The kind of shit that I would have to deal with. Oh, my Lord. That would Cash not... me outside. That's what I'd say. Uh, now, the guy called him. What did he call him? An asshole? In the beginning, the guy's like, read, he's reading from his phone yeah. and he's reading him a prepared statement. A prepare, he's reading from a prepared statement. He didn't call Jim Rome with that same one. He waited for Joe Biden. And he was reading from his prepared statement about gun rights. You know, hey, uh, are you going to take my guns away? And you're the Biden says, of You're shit. full of shit. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. You're full of shit. He says, You're full of shit. And then he said, He. He said, the guy says, well, you said, no, he said, the guy says, well, you said you were going to take our guns away. And then Biden says, no, now you're lying. I didn't say that. He said, yeah, it's, it's on the viral video. Yeah. And then he complains, viral videos, they're all uh, heavily edited all the time. And then he, said, and he actually says, we want to settle this outside? Yeah. Could you imagine a 77-year-old man with a guy with a hard hat with a bunch of union dudes? I wish you would say that to me. I'd cripple his ass. What for would life. you have done? I'd cripple him for life. Oh, yeah. come on! And in the slammer goes Luigi. <laughs> and by the way, why he off, He's the one who. And then the one he says to me. the guy, the guy's talking about his guns, and he says, "You're going to take my AR-14." He says AR-14 to the guy. He says, "Do you need a thousand clips, a hundred bullets?" I was joking about this the other day about I need a hundred bullets. Well, no, the guy says AR-15, and then Biden replies with, uh, "Do you do you really need an AR-14 with a hundred clips?" Right. I could buy if I could buy one of those online. Hey, hey. that's got to be really valuable. You get yourself an AR-14, then you upgrade later to the AR-15. Exactly. I I think M16. it's really important here, like though that that to be said, that 
everybody's concentrating on what he said to the dude, and they're not even mentioning the fact that to his employee, his female employee. Shush, Robin. Shush. Shut your mouth. I'm talking about Jack. Luigi, what, what would happen it. if in front, not not just privately, which is would be bad enough, but in front of everybody on TV, Tony were to shush me? Uh, th- this show would be dumb. <laughs> now, if I said, to, if she said to me, cash me outside, how about that? Or if I said, lick my asshole, how about that? Them fighting words. You go outside. I'm sorry, man, but Joe Biden has to live by the same rules as everybody else. You start talking okay, shit and to I'm someone's face. I'm not anti-Biden. I'm not anti-Biden. And he says you want to go outside, and we go outside, and if something happens to poor Joe. That's Joe's fault. He's writing checks. His, his, Listen, his, I don't hate Joe Biden. I, I've cash. interviewed the guy. I've known him a long time yeah, covering every, local politics. Right. But here's the thing about what, what, what's really sad. And again, I don't care who you vote for. I'm not telling you who to vote for. All I'm saying What's the is... difference? As soon as it happens, you forget about two minutes later anyway. It doesn't but matter. But Joe Biden, you know what Joe Biden is, unfortunately? And it's not his fault. It's the party's fault. Yes. Because they had 25 people in this race, right? 25 people started. And then because they eventually knew Bernie was having a lot of impact and he saw all the rallies and all of his bro- bros are out there, they had to shut Bernie down. Mm-hmm. So they started turning on Bernie. And then all the candidates who dropped out started immediately endorsing Biden, which is understandable because they're not, they can't endorse Bernie. Because Bernie would be the end of the Democratic Party, because not only would they lose the White House, they would probably lose a lot of lower you know, Senate, House seats, local governorships, local races, and all, all these states. So it would really affect their party down the line, not just in the highest offices in the land. And so they had to stop that. Bernie had too much momentum. I'm just reading. I'm just, this is as someone who understands, and understands politics yeah. and how it works and has covered numerous elections and follows them. So what they did is... All the other people who were still hanging in bailed right before Super Tuesday, threw their support behind Bernie, and then the media and all the other people who don't want Bernie to be president, they all teamed up and started burying Bernie. Is there any doubt about that? And then yesterday, they thought he might win Michigan, and he lost, he lost all the states yesterday, and he knows it's over. He knows it's over, and so does the party. And now, <coughs> what they're going to do, here's what they're going to do. They're now going to be able to put Joe on ice, so to speak. Not like Rianiti on ice. Right, Rianiti on because ice. Because now there's nice. not going to be any more debates. Right, because they're, they're canceling everything. Uh, and I don't know, did Biden drop out today? Did Biden drop out because he had a news conference today? I didn't sure. see it. I'm not on the regular news feed. So Biden now knows there's no way he's going to win. Now his supporters still think he does. So I don't know what Joe's going to Now they're supposed to have a debate in Phoenix, and they're supposedly going to sit down in a chair because they're worried about them standing for two hours. If you're worried about your candidates, <coughs> any candidates, <coughs> not being able to stand up for two hours, <coughs> now I'm dumb coughing. <coughs> Can you give me a Corona out of the fridge there? No, it's dangerous for you right now. So Sanders is done. She's done. He's done. And, I, and again, I don't hate Bernie. But I don't hate Bernie. I don't hate the Bernie bros. I don't hate Biden. I don't hate any of these people. He must not have dropped out because... An hour ago, he said, I look forward to debating Joe Biden on Sunday night. Okay, so he hasn't bailed. Good no. for him. Because one of the things that I saw with Bernie last week after he lost, when he, he thought he was going to do well on Super Tuesday, and he started losing a lot of states, and then Joe Biden took a big lead. And it's not insurmountable because they didn't need to get to 1,900 delegates. So there's still only a couple of hundred delegates apart. So I give, Joe, I give Bernie credit because, to me, watching Bernie over the last week – it looked like he was, he was resigning himself to the fact that he wasn't going to win. He didn't want to go after Biden like most candidates do against each other. What's the matter, man? 
uh, my neck hurts, Tom. All right. I'm just trying to be knowledgeable and educational here. I hear you. So now they're going to debate. And, Joe, and Biden's going to stay in the and, Biden, and Bernie's going to stay in the race. And good. A lot of people want him to bow out so they could put Joe on ice, not have him go out there every day and, mm-hmm. and deal with people getting in his face and asking him questions and trying to stump him and do all this other shit. But when, you're, when you have two candidates, you can't say, well, I'm not really going to attack the other guy because I like him. That's not how it works. That's not how, That's not how any of this works. So Bernie got a little soft there. You know, he's a fiery guy. He's got his people all crazy. He's filling up stadiums. He's going crazy. And then it's like, well, I really don't want to. I don't really want to insult Joe. You don't have to insult him. Just go after him. You go after the other person's weakness. It's like boxing, right? You know what the other you know what the other weakness is, and you go after him. So there you have it. Your election update. It does bother me though that um, everybody's on the on the far left side to oust Trump. Well, they all want to oust Trump. That's right. not even the issue here. Trump no, is the candidate. They have to pick but, somebody but, to but, run but, against him. Yeah, that's simple. I I would rather I want I want there to be fair and good people to vote for and the zeal to oust Trump is overshadowing everybody's no, mind. It's, no, it's not, Robin. Yes, because they are willing to put Biden up. Who anybody they have with no other choice? Anybody with half a brain can see that he has issues. Let the Whether people he- decide, Robin. Let this play out. Here's the thing about there's the thing that bugs me. And that doesn't bug me. It just shows you now all of a sudden they're circling the wagons around poor Joe Biden, right? Yeah. All these big muckety-muck New York Times, Washington Post writers, they're all like, boy, that was the best speech. Because Bernie came to uh, – Joe Biden came to Philly last night at the Constitution Center. Okay. Because they canceled their, their rallies in Cleveland, both Biden and Bernie did because of the virus. So Joe comes to Philly where his headquarters is right here, his wife from here, and he gives a nice speech at the Constitution Center last night. As soon as that was over, and he was sharp. All the media. Oh, my God, that was the greatest Joe Biden speech ever. And he was really good. I watched it. It's really good. And his wife's standing by him. And all of a sudden, uh, Howard Feynman, all of these other talking heads who obviously hate Bernie and want him out, are now like, oh, wow. And they all say the same thing. What an unbelievable speech. That was presidential. And it was. But the thing they forget, this is what I could equate Joe Biden to, unfortunately. Joe Biden is you're in a bar. And there's a lot of, you're a guy and there's a lot of hot chicks. Or you're a woman and there's a lot of hot guys. And you spend a couple of hours in there, right? And you get close to closing time, mm-hmm. right? And then the hot chicks who blew you off or the hot guys, the hot girls who blew off guys both ways, you know, you're just having more cocktails. And then all the good-looking people who hook up, they go home. They're gone. And then you get closer to closing time. And then that chick that you ignored all night or that guy that you ignored all night is okay good enough, and you settle for the good enough person in the bar. You follow on that analogy yes. right there? Oh, yeah, right, right, and that's what they're doing. Joe is the last man standing, and they have to rally around him and prop him up and tell everybody how great he is. And I don't care, again, I don't care if you could vote for Biden. You can vote for anybody you want. I'm not telling you to vote for Trump or anything else. I'm just telling that it's sad to see what they've done to Joe Biden because they are, as you mentioned, they're so desperate yeah. to get power back. And, and that's the way politics has always and been. And I don't think it's fair to him because there's clearly something wrong. I mean, he clearly has mental faculty issues. And 
I, think I have those. Yeah, but Luigi you're not running those. for a president. No, he I does. Think, Luigi doesn't have. I think it's it's just it's it's wrong to put somebody in that position well, knowing what's going on. We can all have opinions, and we do. Bottom line is this: Joe Biden's going to be the candidate. They still have a bunch of elections. We got Pennsylvania coming up here every Tuesday. There's going to be a bunch of states voting, and then right now, I want to put my brain, my political brain, on ice until the convention in Milwaukee, because now it's over. It's over. Biden's going to be the candidate. I'm not going to worry about this. I don't worry about it anyway. I just see the news. I'll let this play out and then wake me up in July at the convention. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, Tony. All right. And by the way, yes, the other big story, Harvey Weinstein sentenced to 23 years in jail. He's 67. We are the same age. Here, actually, let me stop this for a minute. Stop it right because, there, Rob. Because this is actually worth talking about. Even Luigi will like this story. Sure about that? Yes. He still has further charges facing oh, in yeah, California. Oh, no, yeah, in California. This but, is just on the New York charges alone. Um, he's uh, sentenced to how many years? He's been sentenced to 23 years in prison. Which is uh, disappointing <laughs> considering all the allegations no, that were against No, based on what he was convicted of in this case. <clears throat> that seems excessive to me. And that's what his lawyers are saying, that he's getting 23 years. <clears throat> I need some water. <laughs> Here, Tony, you're going to have the rest. Oh. I didn't have any water down here today. Me neither. I haven't had a drop of water. I'm, I'm, I'm failing out here. You need one of my Adderalls. What's the matter with you, man? Dude. I'm tired. So anyway, Harvey Weinstein gets 23 years. He's not going to be in jail for 23 years. And, of course, his On defense those. team says he's 67. At 23 years, how old will he be? He's 67. In 23 years, he'll be uh, 90? 90 years old. Yeah, he'll be 90. 80 or 90. He'll be 90. 60, 70, he'll be 80, 90. and then three. Yeah, he'll be 90 years old. If he gets out in 10 years, though. He'll only be 77 and then could run for president. So that's what he's got to be <laughs> yeah. optimistic about. But He gets 10 years. Goals so, so during the court, uh, during the trial, uh, a lot of this information that is out now was not made public. Um, there were uh, names. All of his emails were part of the court documents uh-huh. but court not all of those the court records but not all of them were made public until after the trial this was is over. the best part this so is the this best is part now of this all this information all these emails he named names he named names. He yes. named names so there's in other th- words he had three different lists snitch. there's three different lists that are really really important one is he had ca- what he called a red flag email chain list. Do you have a red flag all, list at home? Of anyone? all the no. people that he was concerned about that might make issues for him. And one of them in particular, Jennifer Aniston, he was so concerned about that he actually said in an email, Jennifer As- Aniston has to die. Has to die? She has to go. Now you know, I have been the biggest yep. anti-Jennifer Aniston person on earth. You're an anti-Aniston. I don't wish death on her. I no. just don't find her all that and a bag of chips. That's harsh, man. That that's scary. That's Imagine scary that. as crap. And then Harvey the, Weinstein said Jennifer Aniston should be killed. Yeah, should be killed. Damn. He actually Damn. said that on paper, like first rule in of an email. He put it in yeah, an email on October thirty first in response to a reporter seeking comment about an untrue allegation that Weinstein had groped Jennifer Aniston. And she denied it. She right. said that that never happened. But happen. doesn't matter. Because of that allegation, even though she did, as she said it didn't happen, he still decided that she needed to go. I love unsealed court documents, I don't do you? Too. Including my own. 
And uh, one of the other ones that I found very interesting is all the emails that he sent out to the people that he considered his closest friends. Ben Affleck is on the shit list. Yeah, Ben Affleck. Well, he should be after that. Bat- he's on the red Batman, flag. Sorry, first Superman. He's on the red flag too. list. Um, but he he sent a, the there was another list of emails of of his close friends that he sent emails to asking and pleading them to please uh, write a letter on his behalf. And those were a long list, including uh, Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. um, the CEO of Netflix. I can't remember Rose his McGowan. name. Rose McGowan. No, Rose McGowan's on the red flag list. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, not I'm the talking, death list. No, I'm talking about the list of his friends, of the people that he emailed. Mike Bloomberg yeah, is on Bloomberg. the list. I mean, Minnie the, Mike is on there. Mike. Jeff Bezos is on there. Who else is on there? I noticed that he didn't ask Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton is not on the list. No. He, he, he's like, I ah, probably we should. Donald Trump is not on the no. list. 69 names on the list. Dude, Luigi, if you need to go, go ahead. I have never I'm seen somebody shut down, break down, and run out of gas. You need some coffee? Coffee? What's the matter with you, I'm just, man? I'm done. <laughs> You're done. Fake it, man. I don't know man. what happened. I just got shot. Yeah, you need some this Adderall. We're doing two hours and 15 minutes of work here. I know. We're I need not digging work. ditches. We're not filling potholes. Jesus. But it's a good thing that <laughs> the show is over. Exactly. <laughs> the show is over. Go in peace to love and serve one another. I know. I'm maybe so you need to. Maybe you need to perform last rites on Luigi. You need some extreme unction? I got some oil in the other room there. Uh, avocado, uh, avocado oil. It's very expensive. Good shit. You want to forgive something? Forgive my gambling loss. How about that? All right? <laughs> Nobody does that, Bo. <laughs> Nunzio never forgets. No, he does He may give you a little extra time. It's another week. Listen, checking it twice. Maybe another, may give you another week to come up with at least half of it. Yeah, three points. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, a lot of fun today. Yeah, it was. It was good. May the spirit of Tony Bruno be with you. And also with you. And also with you. And if you you need to, uh, an efficient for a wedding, give us a call. Go in peace to love and serve at the altar of Tony Bruno show on Twitch.tv. The irreverent reverend. The irreverent reverend. Friar Tony. Padre Bruno. So bad. It really is. But it's so good. <laughs> Wait until you tell your mom. <laughs> oh, yeah, your mom's going to love this. By the way, uh, the Friday night uh, Eyes Wide Shut party has been canceled here at the wine cellar, nice. unfortunately. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And not goddamn America. God bless America. It's still the greatest place on the planet's surface. Good night, everybody. Straight edge on it, so it's very easy. Maybe in our world here, to live a happy little mountain. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.